everybody, and welcome to episode 485 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Chris Parker Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Mm-hmm. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? Yeah, we heard an episode about Star Trek this week. Anyway, I'm Chris Antista, otherwise known this week as my poor name, Jizz Cheney. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. Flabbergasted to ask who's next. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I feel like I just got primaried out of the podcast, Matthew <laughs> Allen. Oh, damn. You guys are on fire. It's going to be a fun week. It's just the three of us here to talk about sports balls because, oh, uh, Madden. Don't phrase it like that. Madden is coming. Matt Matt has some sports faults in his personality. Hmm. I'm um, the sports balliest of, the, of that's all true. of us. That's true. <laughs> Which is, is not that much, but just a, way more than Michael and I. Yeah. But uh, uh, a couple of things made me think about this. One, we got Madden coming out this week. Is it this? The Madden's coming out this week. It's coming out Friday, the day that this who, show Who launches. can tell? It's. Well, yeah, but, you know, if you have that EA Play right. early access thing, like people. Like TL and I both played it, uh, and we actually have a special segment in the new releases oh, whoa, uh, segment mm. all about the new Madden because yeah, we we got early access to that EA Play thing. So it's who knows what release dates are anymore. It's like we're going back to the eighties. You don't really know when a game release. It's yes, just some yeah. just some vague range it's, of days. Whenever the confusing. truck comes to your store. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah, if you hate pre-ordering right. stuff. But, Whenever uh, the internet truck comes to your console, that's when you get <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. I'll be honest. I didn't even know Madden was coming out this week, but we were talking about top five ideas, and I had played the uh, Game Pass preview of Turbo Golf Racing. Yeah, I was uh, curious about that title. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's fun. It's it's totally fun, but it's it seems like I've never seen anything that seemed like more of a mode of another game. It seems like something yeah. that should have been included right. in. Rocket League for free because it's just Rocket League golf and it's got a Mario golf flavor in that there's you're playing live with people but you can't interact with them that much you can't like yeah kick their ball uh, and by ball I mean golf kick I look yes you're driving a car uh, with turbo engines and superpowers at a ball to get it into a hole hopefully you, under par you can't pull a trump the known golf cheater who has been yes. known to kick <laughs> balls back onto the fairway oh. on a regular basis no That's no it's up. it's difficult to cheat but it's like uh it's great it's one of it's 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 just a free game it's just a, yeah it was a wonderful way to kill a couple of a couple of hours and it's free mm. if you have game pass and uh i thought it was hilarious and I, it made me think of uh sports that are only possible to play through the power of video games, right? Yes, right. Like like video game sports created for video games. Yes, right? essentially something you yeah. couldn't really recreate, given all the time, money, and genetic manipulation, because it would just right. be too yeah. too well, lethal for people to engage in. Or, or it would be like, and no offense if you're one of these people, um, God bless you, but like people who play real life Quidditch, you're like you're not really playing Quidditch. You're you're running around yeah. around with a stick between your legs. Like real Quidditch is impossible because yeah, you need flying mm. broomsticks also, and balls with apparently lines of their own. Video game Quidditch is also impossible because those games were not very good. I thought no. it was a decent game. I know. I, I I distinctly remember it being like, oh, this is interesting, and then after one or two games, going, this is interestingly repetitive. Like, yeah, well, it's, yeah, super repetitive, and then the whole thing hinges on like, oh, the golden snitch showed up. Better catch it. Well, now you either win yeah. or lose the game based on. But that. that that's the secret of actual Quidditch. It is, is just like yeah, and like, that's and that's 
why people who play Quidditch in real life, like, look, the game has an importance if the snitch is sentient. If it's thrown out right. by a guy in a kilt uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> at your yeah. local park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, the, both the snitch and the bludgers, I'm so mad at myself for knowing this, they should be sentient the balls. They're supposed to have a mind of their own, yes. right? Like... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the quaffle is the just qu- like a traditional ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I feel like we're gonna have to apologize to someone for knowing this much about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Rowling can't shut her fucking mouth. Yeah, without saying anything about all the horrible shit she says on social. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. I just got to thinking about um because it's. I'm not a the biggest competitive gamer, but like couch co-op stuff and and stuff like a uh, Turbo Golf League and some of the games we'll talk about. Yeah, I'm way more into that kind of stuff and uh, i feel like it yeah. uh kind of took a while for the online era to catch up to that stuff but um not for lack of trying so we found some sports that you can play competitively exclusively in games yes and not yes. only that no fucking blitz ball i'm sorry yes the blitz ball is on every single one of these lists mm-hmm. every time any game site or podcast or whatever does a list about fictional sports Nobody likes Blitzball. If you do, I'm sorry, but you're also wrong. You can uh, like, play it, but uh, <laughs> you can. But why? Would I, you? I have been on the record on this show. Mm-hmm. I like Blitzball. Well, you're wrong. You've never. I'm sorry. I, well, who can it's like a Blitzball? Wrong opinion. I don't even remember. What... I like oh. Blitzball. I, you liked Waka. Uh, it's a, as, as a mini, but the, the thing, the distinction with Blitzball and the reason it can't be on our list, it is a mini game yes, that's part yes. of a larger game. There's no dedicated Blitzball these, game. These are all dedica- games dedicated to fictitious sports. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the yes. game. And, yes. and, and just, I think we wanted to give like honorary shout outs to games that gave themselves sports presentations because yes. they're great games and we all kind of like wanted to talk about them, but like Smash TV hilarious awesome just a twin stick shooter yeah it's a twin stick shooter presented like technically a a game show technically a game show but but presented like a spectator sport and Mm -hmm. uh like a huge shout out to the gone but not forgotten monday night combat the the class-based uh online shooter from about 10 years ago that was one of the first uh, to like give itself was that ten more like fifteen? I think at this point was it? What what? It was it was one of the. I remember it was one of. Wasn't it a, a summer of arcade? I think game, so. Yeah, or it was one of the early Xbox. It's Live over a decade ago, type. but like I, I yeah. think I was working at PC Gamer at the time, and like even you know online only live games were having trouble getting a sports presentation. You have you have to like leave that up to like shoutcasters. But this this build it like it was built around showcasing itself like a sport, like an event. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think you pointed out you're like, well, it's just sort of Team Fortress it's, Two. It's a shooter. Sports, yeah, basically sports overlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the games on our list. Like yeah. they're, they're all very unique, and they're not just like, oh yeah, we we threw a skin over this existing thing. Mm-hmm. I think what always interests me about these type of games is there's a lot of toxicity that comes with traditional sports, and and even that goes on in their equivalents in the video game world, right? It's just like people. I don't know. There's some identity they have when they're like football fans of just like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, scream obscenities at you as I'm losing a game of Madden or whatever, where it's Mm -hmm. like with these games, you don't have a lot of that because people haven't really had time to develop fandoms and the toxicity that comes with fandoms. Right. Where it's just like, yeah, it's it's a lot. uh, It's a lot harder for for those fandoms to have grown. And because a lot of these are such novel things. And to be fair, a lot of them are just flash in a pan. They don't become like not everything can be. Well, one of the games that's probably on our list. Oh, and, it, and we wanted to give a shout out to Pokemon, which sort of belongs yeah. on the list, but it also is like, 
I personally didn't want to talk about Pokemon multiplayer for its extended <laughs> length of time. <laughs> I I go. did because I wanted to point out that one of the largest gaming franchises in history yeah, is, is, is basically glorified cockfighting. <laughs> it is cockfighting with Pokemon. I'm not monsters. sure I'd consider cockfighting a sport. I mean, technically, in the same sense that like bear baiting is a sport, in the look, you know, the Elizabethan sense of ah, great sport. Um, what what, but, is, what is Pokemon true. but organic battle bots? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an excellent point. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's just dive right into top five games about fictitious sports with number five. Lots of explosions, missiles being fired off, uh, Frere Jaca is playing. Does this really count as a sport? What game is I this? I think it does. Uh, Twisted Metal. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the sporting question is like a souped-up demolition derby with guns. Yeah, it's yeah, it's demolition derby, which again, mm-hmm. can you call that a sport? or is that? It's an, not an athletic pastime. competition, but it yeah. definitely is a competition. Possibly yeah, like NASCAR is a sport, yeah, right? Yeah. So, sure, okay. I mean, yeah. NASCAR is a sport? Is it a, destruction, is it a destruction derby not a sport? I am literally asking. I have not seen one of these things. I feel like, <laughs> does somebody I feel like Destruction win? Derby falls under the same classification as sports entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's because it's like oh it's wrestling with cars, sort of, right? Or even monster truck stuff, where you always feel like, man, a lot of this feels like a work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But but Destruction Derby, mm-hmm. uh, the real real deal, where like dudes are cheating by like filling their doors with concrete and stuff <laughs> like that. Like that that happens. Yeah. But, but they typically don't have missiles, and I think that's what makes Twisted Metal unique. Mm-hmm. Is is the the variety of weapons they added to let you kill each other in this game. But it, what what really baffled me, like it just blew my mind. Remember, like when uh, uh, Titanfall came out and it didn't have a single player campaign; you just mm-hmm. played against bots in the mm-hmm. multiplayer arenas. Yeah. yeah, that's all Twisted Metal was. Yeah, <laughs> all, that's yeah, the only thing it much. was. You were playing against bots, but it had a storyline, sort it of. Did. And, well, and it had yes, it did. such Ooh. great endings. We you. demand that you give us the ability to fly. Certainly. That is so cool. Congratulations. <laughs> I have granted your wish. Have a great time in the friendly skies. Let's go. Hey, man. This can't be right. Good thing these first-class tickets are refundable. I am Calypso, and I thank you for playing Twisted Metal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's Calypso has is, is apparently the devil has power to grant wishes, but always does it in a cursed monkey's paw kind of way. Where, yes. like, oh, you want to fly? Well, I just got you first-class tickets, but I'm not going to tell you, and you're going to <laughs> you just jump off my in- building. I want to be the most famous actor. My face seen all over the world. Your face seen all over the world? What if I stretch your face to the size of the Earth's atmosphere? <laughs> that's really the ending to one of yeah, the endings that's, of Twisted that's Metal. That's one really of them. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a Doctor Who ending. Something too. I expect. No, yeah, he stretches yeah. his face all over the globe so everyone mm-hmm. can recognize his face. That is, that is an interesting conceit, but it just, it's odd that I think 
we all spent intimate time with Twisted Metal, it, but it is fundamentally a multiplayer game. Yes. And yes. Uh, very in playable way we, single player, but yeah, meant for multiplayer. Meant for multiplayer. And like, I, I, I think I've said that a hundred times on the show. Like, I was so fucking into games from the NES to the Super Nintendo and then like the Sega CD and the CDI era. I'm like, I don't think, I think I don't like games. Arcade games are still cool, but I don't think I like... I don't, I'm, I'm out of the home console thing. And I remember I went to a sleepover when I was 14, and somebody brought over a PlayStation. It was a guest... Melendez has been a guest on my show a bunch. Uh, it was the first time I met him, and he had Mortal Kombat. And I was like, okay, that that is interesting. Mortal Kombat 3 runs like this. And then he put on Twisted Metal. I'm like, okay, this is not a genre I ever thought could exist. Until mm-hmm. the PlayStation. I need a PlayStation yeah. now. I have to get into the next generation of gaming. And and it, it really threw me over the fence when I thought I might have been done with gaming altogether. Looking at Twisted Metal, huh. you've never been able to do that before. Yeah, I, I had a, a PlayStation experience like that with uh, was it the Soul, the first Soul Calibur game. Was it mm. Soul Edge or yeah. Soul Blade? Like yeah. Where I was like, wow, I didn't know 3D fighting could look that good. Because yeah. 3D fighters up until that point had not looked that good. And that, and that sort of, yeah roped me back into gaming well at least it, it made me really want to get a playstation I, i'll be honest twisted metal was a big blind spot for me like i really I obviously knew of the franchise until black like black is the one mm, twisted metal yeah. game i've spent the most time with and, and in my opinion i think it might be the best twisted metal game it might be the high point it's the high point and it's uh it's the best single player experience although it's the mm-hmm. first and most notable with multi like multiplayer experience with yeah. With a multiplayer experience. Because it's the first, one of the first online games there was, uh, I believe, yeah. for the the PS2. I remember sending hmm. sending away for my, I think you got it free if you bought the broadband modem for the PS2. Yeah, you, you got like a, a multiplayer, the, like an online version for free. It was an online mm-hmm. version. Which That's didn't have the single player stuff. And oh boy, was it terrible. Because it was like, <laughs> it's like, it's online. Like, what does that mean? Like, well, we have a broadband and a, a phone line connection, like, do you matchmake people based on their connection? Not at all. Uh, so it like I just remember like this never worked. I'm playing broadband against people on over a modem, over like a 48k modem, and you can tell it, it was I just don't. totally unplayable. But it, they tried, and I just I really hope there's an alternate dimension that Doctor Strange or Rick Sanchez will find where Twisted Metal becomes this massive esport. Where you can watch like a, a three-hour game with six people over over miles tracking each other down, trying to find hidden missiles. <laughs> that's one of the things Eiffel that's always towers. annoyed me. One of the things that's always annoyed me about esports in general is like the games that we kind of ended up with are not the games I would have thought people would want to watch. Like fighting games, okay, they are popular, but even a lot of FGC people don't consider themselves an esport. They're like, oh, we're kind of a separate thing. Mm. The fighting games I get, but I always wonder, I'm like, more racing games should be esports. Yeah. Like why why did we end up with League of Legends being the dominant esport thing? Like this this really obscure Basically started as a mod to to real time strategy. Games, right? I, I like remember those are the meeting a couple of racing streamers, but it was like it, it tended to lean the the interest in their streams tended to lean more towards like the sim angle, like this dude's a real tech head and can explain what's happening instead of yeah. like beating somebody or being winning a race. It was those were the big people. I, again, I'm not the right person to talk about streaming, but uh, you know, I met a couple of these people in my travel and games and. 
yeah, they were they were just tech heads, and they 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 got more attention just by streaming like a single player, uh, what was it, Project Cars kind of thing, than they would for winning a Forza race. Right. Yeah, I just I just always figured that things like Twisted Metal or things like racing games are easier for the average person to understand than like, oh, I'm jungling here with this fucking attack the towers. And it's like, you have to learn this all new rule set. And it's like, anyone can understand. Get in a car, blow up the other cars. Yeah. Yes. Last man stand. Also, I, I don't know if they were in the first one, but I remember two introduced like these uh, yeah. fighting game style special moves. Yes. Or, like I think it was left, right, up, and you would like shoot off a freeze blast. A freeze bomb. Yeah. Yeah, Every everybody had these... Uh, I don't. I think they, there was some kind of cooldown time. You couldn't spam them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, in addition to homing weapon pickups and nukes, you had these little combos you could execute while driving, and it wasn't always easy. Uh, and you could freeze people. I'm, that's why I played a stumper in the second game. You could freeze people, and if you can keep someone still, you bring up that purple hoopty and unleash that flame. You will take off like three quarters to a full life bar of a, of a person. Nice. That's a that likely move. story, but let's all be honest. Why you played Thumper was the character from Bambi. Indeed. I was Twitter-pated <laughs> yeah. um, with, with, with he Thumper. He likes to thump. That's why they call mm-hmm. him Thumper. But it's just like, I feel like there there have been a ton of stabs at this. I think in terms of outside of gaming, depicting what kind of game would be an eSport. And I would have yeah. pushed my chips towards something like Twisted Metal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this gives me an honorary mention, chance to mention it didn't start as a game, but it started as a movie about games. I kind of brought up, I'm like, you know, Tron is sort of one big made up series of made up sports and the light cycle races in particular. It's like that is car combat. That was one of the first times we ever saw car combat on a screen. But again, it was a movie that was pretending to be a video game which mm. eventually became a video game because art yeah. imitates life and which was just basically art imitates art. competitive snake with the light cycles Ex- exactly but they also had that weird i don't even know what you'd call it it was like the it's sort of like highlight right but mm. then it's like if you hit the person's rings and they fall off the ring they die oh like, sure uh, yeah uh well yeah. there was like the discs of tron that got made into discs of a, tron yeah, yeah, yeah but uh twisted metal it had kind of a weird trajectory in that like First game, good proof of concept. Second game, amazing. One of the best games on PS1. Three and four, not very well thought of. Almost killed the series. Came back in, I think, 2001 with Black. And then uh, there was there was Small Brawl, which was on PlayStation 1. It was kind of a yeah. strange step back where it's just like, oh, all the, the characters are reimagined as kids with RC cars. And then uh, 2005, I think, Twisted Metal head-on was like, no, this is this is a semi-reboot where it's like, this is the real Twisted Metal 3, the real sequel to 2. And then that got a PlayStation 2 remake in 2008. Then 2012 saw Twisted Metal <sighs> on PS3, the big David Jaffe-led reboot. It was a big deal. He was coming back for it. and uh, got... He only did 1, 2 in black, I think. that That's all he was... Yeah. on board for it. And then he'd, he'd gone on to do, like, the first God of War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really the God of War guy. Yeah, made a huge name for himself with that. And, uh, but... And calling all cars. <laughs> oh, right, yes, calling... Who could forget calling who, all who cars? Who could forget? I mean, his mainstream success, Drawn to Death. Mm. That was the oh, real... That's... That was really where he broke through. Oh, that, no, it's just a low blow. Um, but, but, yeah, uh, PlayStation 3, Twisted Metal basically tried to reboot the whole thing, kind of more in the vein of Twisted Metal Black, where everything's super dark. I just have to win Calypso's stupid little contest, and any prize I ask for will be mine. Calypso. 
Perhaps so. They say he has many powers. When I win, he's going to send me where she's been hiding all these years. So yeah, Sweet Tooth's heart desire is to kill his own daughter, who escaped oh. him when he, he went on a murder spree. I thought Sweet Tooth, he, he didn't always talk, right? Like, did, uh, did he talk in every game? I, I kind of feel like in maybe, Black he was almost silent, and he was just like this crazy psycho ice cream I, I'm man. I'm not sure that he did in the first, mo- the first game, but then yeah. eventually everybody talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the 2012 Twisted Metal also took an interesting trajectory with its story mode, where like instead of just a character select, and then you play through that character's story, like each character has an arc that happens one after the other in the storyline. But I think there's only like four of them. And David Jaffe said, like, well, yeah, we only did four because you know YouTube is ruining everything, and you know people can just look at YouTube wow. to look at the the cutscenes yeah. and stuff. Now it's not an incentive anymore. Which it's I like, think ten years on. Is a terrible reason to leave something out of your game. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if you look at that's how the Mortal Kombat campaigns have worked for the last few versions. Totally. And, and, mm-hmm. and they still do like 20 hour single player campaigns in a fighting game. And it's like, think, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they go still have the whole Street Fighter out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite, and, and I just, I remember being part of that hype. I, I know Michael and I were at that uh, Sony E3 and they had the Sweet Tooth ice cream truck and I'm losing my mind. Oh my god, this is going to be so great. And I remember, rumor is Lady Gaga is going to perform after the Sony party. And like, it became Jane's Addiction. Which, I don't hate Jane's Addiction, mm. but it was just like... That's quite a... Quite yeah, a yeah, yeah. Like, I was expecting <laughs> Lady Gaga. So I remember when I first played Twisted Metal 2012, it was while Jane's Addiction is playing live and my back is turned to them. So I can oh, preview shit. Twisted Metal. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, and, Meanwhile, and I just... Chris is just humming, you know, poker face to himself the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Perry uh, Farrell's like, but you were caught stealing! Chris, <laughs> I'm singing directly at you! <laughs> uh, that video. And I remember... <laughs> I remember really not liking the new Twisted Metal. It was one yeah. of my... It wasn't, least wasn't favorite games. Great, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I think one of its big missteps was like divorcing the characters from their cars. Like that was that was always the iconic yeah. thing. Like Roadkill drives this car, mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth drives this car, and maybe right. that that was the name of the the vehicles. I don't even know. Uh, it doesn't matter because the characters and the vehicles are one and the same. And now it's just like, oh, you'll just unlock new vehicles as you go through Sweet Tooth storyline. Like. Yeah, that's no good. No, I, do, yeah. I remember specifically, because I tried it out again, it is just like, for the first time in the series, this doesn't feel like driving. It feels mm. like the first Mario Kart, like I'm pivoting a thing while a screen oh. moves. Oh, that's and scary. like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have the feeling of driving a car, I was just steering with the veneer of a car in front of right. me. Like like the map was coming at you yeah. versus mm. you racing across. Yeah, like an FPS with a, with, a, with a car mod in the front. Hmm. And, and, and that's yeah it didn't feel like it wasn't a fun driving game and, and i think yeah yeah that that's something twisted metal kind of always struggled with before driving games you know really found their legs yeah. uh yeah. but but i mean ever since car combat existed with like interstate 76 and those games it's that's that's been the big you know secret about those games yeah. is like man it sort of sucks to zoom as fast as you can past an enemy try to whip around as quickly as you can and shoot at them because that's all those games ultimately become is just jousting with machine guns <laughs> off of your car it's true yeah. it's either a dogfight or a joust yeah yeah <laughs> who can e-brake the fastest but twisted metal <laughs> yeah. created it and it's 
No one's really picked up the mantle super hard. I just I thought the nostalgia cycle would have set in by now, and and, and, and some upstart, you know, twenty something, early thirties guy would recreate a better twisted metal online experience. It just hasn't happened. Well, they're still developing that TV series. Like Sony's still investing. I, I in that. feel like in terms of okay. adapting video games, twisted metal makes more sense because more shit happens. Like a ah, oh, this guy he's getting away from me. Blow up the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and, which you Why could not? do in Twisted Metal 2 to use as a yeah. ramp to a, yes. a, a, an exclusive yeah. part of the map. The destructible environment. Arguably the best cool. thing about that game. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. And then those little moments, like, yeah, wow, we're experiencing a new genre, really made me want to pick up the PlayStation. And, and all credit to Twisted Metal for, I think, creating that genre. I know Carmageddon came before it, and we had. Things like Death Race, but this really was the first of its kind, and I think Twisted Metal deserves a ton of credit for that. I think Twisted Metal might have been first before Carmageddon. Even what about what about Interstate seventy six? That was that was first. That was yeah. Well, you're thinking of Vigilante eight. That was Vigilante eight. Okay, well, no, Vigilante eight came after Twisted Metal. Interstate seventy six was a few years before. It was was PC only title. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I can look it up. But. Not my record. I mean, Road Rash, if you really want to get down to brass. Well, Road true. Rash is a, yeah, that's a great predecessor because there was like a single power, like two power ups <laughs> that you could hit your, uh, the guy you're racing let's, against. Let's be honest. These are all derived from Mad Max. Like it's true. Car combat stuff. It's this is all true. just, just aping Mad Max. And Death Race to some extent, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, nope, yeah, you're right, yeah. You're right. You're right. right Twisted Race. Metal was first, 95. Interstate 76 was 97. I stand I, wow. corrected. I. You was told yes. I was right by Wikipedia. Yes. Has this happened before? Yes. Oh. Edit it out. Get it out of the <laughs> show. <laughs> Leave it for, for history's sake. Uh-huh. Yeah, for posterity. Cutting room floor. All right. Well, we should move along. Number four. As fun as this is to talk about Twisted Metal, we got to talk about... It's going to take a lot more than tactics to stop us from fucking you up. When I'm through with you motherfuckers, you're going to wish you'd gotten a death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that first guy sounded like Peter Stormare, like doing his Russian accent. <laughs> we fuck you, Lebowski. <laughs> we fuck you. Uh, let's see. Welcome to Death Row. Yeah, this is like we always do about this time. Yeah, this is a game that kind of passed us by. I think in 2002 when Ubisoft put it out. Full disclosure: I work for really? them. Really? That's not why I'm bringing up the game. I'm bringing it up because like every critic loved it. Like every review of it is is glowing. I didn't remember it until you brought it up with us yeah. this week. Yeah, like, it, what? It was, it was what bad. game is but this? That's exactly why I wanted to do the show. A sport that couldn't exist anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, technically it could because it's it could. just basically like frisbee hockey, and, yeah, it, if and you, you took, get to beat each if other. You took up. hockey, took away uh-huh. the ice and the skates and the pads, and added a lot more kicking, less scoring, and fighting. Mm-hmm. There should be some like rollerball movie about it. And by the yeah. way, we took out a bunch of entries that were basically ripping off rollerball, which is a sport rollerball created, <laughs> not roller champions. Yeah. Oh, well, this is our Blitzball tie-in, though. So shout out. The, the, the name of the sport in this is just Blitz, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's just Blitz. And wow. so Blitz is two teams of four players face each other, and they have a glowing disc that they throw back and forth. And the goal is to get it into a narrow ring at one either end of the arena. You have one player acting as a goalie that you need to get past, and you have to throw it pretty straight. But, you know, of course, the, the big fun of this game is that you can just play it like a brawler, and beat the shit out of the opposing <laughs> players and give them injuries. 
And it all sounds like this. Is that your best? Over here! Some luck! Ah! Ass wife! Say your prayers! <laughs> Send it my way! Oh! Ah! You're dead! No go! Fucking wuss! Lots of swearing because it's 2002. 2002, uh, yeah. but it's also 2002, and I, I remember get bring like a, a Counter Strike put me online, and I'm like, I want to get broadband the second it comes to my area, and I'll work an extra job if I have to. And uh, I found out very quickly I was in a minority there. Most, I, I think, if anything, most gamers weren't really ready for that and to pay fifty dollars a year for mm. Xbox Live so they could play online for a even more expensive internet service. Uh, but it this felt like living in the future. This wasn't a live-only game, but you could see why, unlike you know something like Halo with a massive single-player component, things you, can, you can't do online, you can see why this... It's a bummer, because like uh, this got great reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I think this is lost to time in part just because it was an Xbox exclusive. Xbox exclusive yeah. and, and like an what looked like an online you need to have online to enjoy this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I put this in the same pile as the Shadowrun game that came out. For I Xbox mean you, it, it is not entirely multiplayer. You can play it single player. There's a there's kind of like a career progression where you will you can challenge other teams and like you'll get opportunities for bets like oh if you win this game by this many points then uh you'll get like double the credits and um and it's kind of cool that you can unlock a bunch of different teams like you start with four pretty basic teams and as you win you will earn credits that can be used to unlock players or other teams uh stuff like that so there's a very definite progression and an incentive to play by yourself. And also, even just with the starting four teams, you get lots of uh, great trash talk at the beginning of every round. My god, you look weak. This should be over quick. Who not talking? I say I just kick your ass instead. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was a fucking circus, moron. I'm going to crush your head like a fucking bug. You think that fancy technology will improve your chances? You're still dead meat. Yeah, and it, it very much follows the the sort of cartoon idea of sports teams, where rather than everyone having regulation uniforms, there's like the Blitzers, who were like underdog, probably all rounder main characters, but they're also owned by a TV network and pumped full of steroids. Uh, there's the convicts, who are fighting for their freedom. And, you know, just oh, look like fair. prisoner stereotypes. Yeah, there's the sea cats who are... Uh, if, if you were a professional athlete and told you were playing against convicts fighting for their freedom, mm-hmm. how do you think... Would you, would you call in sick that day? <laughs> probably would. I mean, I feel like that was um, that was a scene in Necessary Roughness where they had the local penitentiary team come to practice against the uh, the state college team. Yes, this did happen, and this has been depicted in many movies. Yeah, yeah, I was just baffled by this, and I I would never normally do this, Hmm. but IGN gave this a nine point three. Wow. Okay. And I wanted to highlight games that IGN also gave a nine. Oh no! <laughs> uh, okay. Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Okay. Pokemon sure. Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Shadows of Mordor. 
and that's right. that's it. Fair but enough. I'm sure I could yeah. go on. Those are all the but nine like, point threes. Yeah, for this game to completely, dude, I barely, dude, I was reading about every game at the time. I mm. totally forgot about this fucking game. Uh, yep. and, and and it other than Game Informer who gave it like a five out of ten, uh, most people reviewed it very well. And I just I can't believe I didn't play it. Back then, there was a novelty bump that games got for being online games. And because the Xbox shipped with that, you know, the LAN port, basically, where you could have right, decent right, online right. multiplayer without a ton of lag, um, I do feel like review scores were adjusted up at least a point if a game like, had wow, online this functionality. Works. <laughs> yeah, it, wow, it works. Wow, it was such a novel experience. And so they, they sort of benefited from that. Because if you look at this game, like, it's certainly not a bad game, but you're like, 9-3? Like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's not that good. I mean, you know, the, I guess the, the idea of, like, a sports game where you can beat the shit out of people was kind of novel at the time. And I mean, it's, it's what I thought, I think we wanted the Blades of Steel Evolution to become, like, just a fucking yeah. fighting game <laughs> with, yeah. a, with a tiny I, goal at the end. Yeah, Isn't that Blood Bowl? Blood Bowl is one of those Blood games that's been around since PC days yeah. where it's, you know, it's same same deal. It's like, hey, it's football, but everyone can beat yeah. the shit well, out of each other. Blood Bowl is like a Warhammer spinoff. Yeah, because it's like orcs playing on mm-hmm. playing football, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, orcs and elves, and yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, Death Row is. Um, what did I want to say about it? Uh, it oh, the yeah. same as Marvel vs. Capcom two, Tekken three, <laughs> and Castlevania: Aria of Sorrow. Yes, that was it. No, uh, I want to. Say, it, it is kind of neat that like you can. There are two completely different styles of control for this. You can play it in sports game mode, right. where you get like more of an overhead view and. Uh, more like like your your character controls like a top down character, and then there's action mode where the camera is behind your character. You can move. You have control over the camera, and it feels more like you know on the field playing as this character. And you can still switch between different characters, but it feels more action y. And uh, the, my one gripe about this game is that it's very easy for you to be running toward like you can see the off-screen indicators like okay the frisbee's over here i need to go after it and while you're running down the screen suddenly one of your teammates from off-screen will pass it to you and all of a sudden you'll be running toward your own goal with the disc and there's like that split second where you have to realize what happened and switch directions and when you do you usually get pummeled by an enemy who takes your fucking disc and runs with it yeah i've had that experience in a couple of uh Live games, uh, mm. sports game settings. I get that. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's your one gripe with the game. I mean, that's the probably only the biggest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I this mean, is, it's a game from developer. 2002. There's only so much I can say. I'm looking at this developer's history. They do have an interesting history. So they they were eventually absorbed by um, Ubisoft Massive in Sweden because mm. they're a Swedish developer. But their this was their first game, 2002. They uh, wow. followed this up Pretty with good 13. That that uh, cell shaded oh, wow. looking shooter game that was one of theirs. Then they had a Da Vinci Code game. Uh, it looks like they worked on a Load Runner reboot at one point, and then they wow, did. Remember the 2010 Tecmo Bowl reboot? Yes. It was called mm-hmm. Tecmo Bowl Throwback. They the the Xbox Live version. I, I just they, they did that I, version. Very recently, threw away my Chachki from that game. <laughs> yeah. I think, but th- I think Throwback. It was released. Wasn't this one of those that was like a retro thing released alongside a reboot where it's like, yeah, here's the throwback edition? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. That reminds me, Death Row is also a pun because it's Death Throw. Get it? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Works on so many levels. Uh-huh. How did this oh. not succeed? 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, that does not succeed, <laughs> it, given it was reviewed this similarly to Warcraft 3, NBA Street, Resident Evil 2. <laughs> Same score. It puts it in this, like, and again, we're sort of making fun, like, review scores sort of bullshit sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it, especially if you're comparing, I, I take that back. Review scores are fine. It's when you try to compare games right. based on yeah. review scores that that's where you're starting to get into trouble. You're telling well. me that this game is as good as this other game that got a seven? Right. Like, I don't uh, think the person reviewing this game was thinking about yeah. Super Mario 2, which also has the same <laughs> review score from IGN when he was reviewing <laughs> this game. IGN didn't exist in the 80s. What it's the, it's fuck? the Game Boy version, the, the Super, oh, Super Mario version. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I just know there was some PR guy working, probably not for the dev, but for the publisher who put this game out that was like... Fucking yes! IGN just gave us a nine three. Oh, yeah, like sure that they was were shocked. For celebration. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, got a nine out of ten from Team Xbox. Uh, five point mm-hmm. uh, eight point seven out of ten from GameSpot. It wasn't four out of five stars from GameSpy. It was very well reviewed. But yeah. I, I remember at the time, like um, I was playing a few few games on, uh, on PC uh, online. And I, but I really mm. wanted my console to go online, and so I think I never thought about that until Matt said it. That you, I, I remember playing so much of Capcom's MotoGP <laughs> just mm. because it was the only online racing thing that had ever existed, and I couldn't believe it worked. I played an Italian job video game on Xbox <laughs> because it had online. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, wow. I played just a ton because. Of it. Uh, the, yeah. What do, what do yeah. you call it? What do, what do you call it? Not rose tinted glasses, but like kind of blinders or uh, like there's nothing else to compare this to because this experience didn't exist a year ago. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's like novelty tinted glasses. Yeah, no- the novelty yeah. glasses. Yeah, sure. Rose tinted novelty glasses are these huge fucking glasses you wear on your face <laughs> that are rose tinted. Yeah, That's second, like that. on thirty twenty ten this week we get to talk about some radio DJs getting fired around the same era, and it was just like. Oh. Man, you really were paid more to be more offensive like 20 years ago. It's so strange. Could you add Did more cursing? Did you mention cursing? me, Mr. Bertram? Yeah. <laughs> Did you mention Adam Corolla, Adam Corolla? from Loveline? Uh, what do you mean? Was he fired? Women I mean, aren't yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Adam Corolla. <laughs> uh, well, let's move along. Number three. Round one. What game oh, yes. is this? This is Windjammers. Yes, Jamming the Wind. With, uh, I mean, uh, Windjammers. <laughs> yeah, this is similar to Death Row in that it involves getting a disc into a goal. But this is this is more like if you crossed Pong with a fighting game. That's what's so... F- I, I, is it Giant Bomb who made this like... It I was. was an, like, I, there was I an blame... E3 announcement that treated this like everybody should care. and like Specifically, it was it was Jeff Gersman at Giant Bomb. Like, he was this big Windjammer stan. Oh, and it's, it's really good. But it's, yeah. it's, one, it's one of several of Neo... Have you played Bang Bead? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Flip Shot? Neo Geo did not give up on Pong. And that's mm. why I, I, like... Bang Bead Dude, sounds win- like a cryptocurrency, by the way. Like, have Bang- you tried buying Bang Bead yet? <laughs> or like a really bad euphemism for a clitoris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no Michael. way you're leaving that in. Uh, Michael. 
But um, no, you know, no, I, I, I do partially blame Giant Bomb, and then it sort of felt like the the. It's a great game. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm just saying. Like I wasn't watching Giant Bomb, and its E3 presentation treated it like it was the new right. Shenmue. Like, dude. And, and, but then the, the second one came out, or the, the recent one came out, yeah. and it just kind of came and went because it Got was like you. I don't think it was doing the same stuff the original did, and it just didn't. It didn't hit for people like the original did. It's not a bad yeah. game either. It's just no, no. It's not. It, I, I, but those Neo Geo games, I. I, I Again, since I modded my arcade, uh, my arcade one-up machine, and I've been playing a bunch of Neo Geo games, they are some of the most refined art masterpieces of utter ripoffs. They yes, rip, Neo Geo would rip off everything and then yeah. make it like usually kind of better looking and more fun to play. And there's no updates to be had, so this multiplayer has to be balanced. And uh, yeah, Bang Bead and Flip Shot are Neo Geo like. Neo Pong games, and this is like the most relaxing one, and probably the best one. Mm. It is Pong, and that's why I think it's great. Is that they made a competitive sport out of Pong, even though that's what Pong was. Yeah, I, actually, yeah. I don't know that. Like, was Pong? Were you always playing against a computer, or when did you? When were you able to? No, play Pong two was people? always two player. Pong it was, was always two player. two player. Yeah, from the start. From the start. Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I've seen old cabs, those old fucking space cabinets, yeah. and there's like one. You, you can you can play them one player certainly, but okay. like by the okay. time I was playing it on Atari, it, it was but a, yeah, that's why I thought it was mode. important to mention because I think Windjammers is at least the most palatable competitive pong game that we have. It's very good. Hmm. Yeah, well, because I think they gave the pong paddle special moves and yeah. personalities, yeah. right? Like yeah. that's. You know. And yeah, you can you basically have these 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 six characters that look like they came out of a fighting game and are like wearing armor and shit, but they're really just throwing a frisbee back and forth at high speeds across the net. Yeah. And uh, but there's there's like a bunch of different moves that you can do. You can uh, sort of slap the the disc out of the air and it like flies up and then you catch it. And you can do a super move and and lob it. Uh, and it, you can you can bounce it off the sides and you know landed in your opponent's goal that way it's basically air hockey and it would basically be impossible to play like this in yeah, real oh, yeah. life because flying discs do not stay at a consistent height and they generally don't bounce well off they, the yeah, surfaces mm -hmm. they don't more hit than things. once yeah. it's very hard to bank a shot with a frisbee uh, yeah <laughs> and not, not impossible just difficult difficult and uh yeah, but but super fun, and I, I feel like it belongs just because it's Pong pedigree. Like it's an evolved mm. version of the first big video it, game. It, I think it's the secret though of the first one was like the playing field always felt so small, you know. Mm. Like, and part of it was the the sprites, the character sprites themselves were massive, right? And they were all roided out. Like they basically are like yeah. they they look like American Gladiators, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's like if American Gladiators were playing frisbee at like a tiny beach court though right like the court mm -hmm. is really really small and it and it is i know chris you said this is the most relaxed of those but like one of the reasons i don't play a lot of wind jammers is like it's a really reflex heavy game oh, like yeah. you got to move mm -hmm. quick like oh, yeah. especially if you're playing with people who are good no, like, it's, it's, it's whenever I, I play a sport like that and like i'm tired now and i don't want to do this oh god it's still going <laughs> yeah oh. yeah uh, but one thing it did that was interesting, like, so this was Data East in 90, 1994, mm -hmm. and it was not very common for uh, Japanese game developers especially to have characters saying things in their native languages. Oh. So this this is a competitor from Spain. <laughs> And 
es mio at the end. Like, so I, mm. I can't really quite make out what he's saying, but it's like, well, it certainly sounds like Spanish. I can get behind that, sure. And and yeah, there's a character from Italy who speaks Italian, and uh, of course the Americans just like, let's go. I, I, yeah. I love it. Um, um, one of my favorite sports games on the NES is a uh, Super Dodgeball, mm-hmm. like the uh, yep, and and it adds in some of those elements, including the. Uh, you know, you're playing people from all over the world. Yeah, and, and yeah. It, it, I like that it was rediscovered again. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I just always love that Super Dodgeball is technically a Cuneo yes. game. game. Yeah. <laughs> Set in the River yeah. City Ransom universe, as far as I know. Yeah. Cuneo kicking the asses of dodgeball players around the world. But, but I don't think I ever played that on NES. I it was in my local arcade. I I played Super Dodgeball oh, in arcades. Great. It's great, it's great, and everyone like everyone's different special moves. And uh, but you know, it's not here because like you can play dodgeball. It just has special moves. Yeah, but but yeah. Windjammers is totally totally unique in, in that you know yeah you can't play frisbee like this. It is it is. Uh, it can be a super competitive game of extreme pong, and I think that's whole, of candy coat, candy colored pong, and I love that about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like pong meets a fighting game. It really is. They're, like there are there are tactics in terms of yes. positioning and footsies and shit in windjammers. Like at, at high level windjammers, again, esport. Mm-hmm. Why isn't this an esport? Like, like this is yeah. shit I would watch. You know, very it easy is. to understand. It seems like it'd be like a sideshow at Evo or something. Yeah, yeah it'd be, it'd be exactly. something Zangief would do with the Honda, like in between, <laughs> in between yeah, rounds. Yeah, the spinning. Yeah, Zangief versus uh, Mike Hager. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna do the spinning attack and throw this discus at so each other. Can, yeah, they can compete possible. over a power gem of some kind. Yeah. God, I I'm gonna do a s- spinning lariat and slide toward you, and if you get hit, it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, but if, you, if you're hearing these and you're like, well, that's all well and good, but I'd like a sports game about a fake sport that has a really deep and compelling sports story. Oh, shit, yeah. Number two. Tis true what the book says. You can be free again. Perhaps not you yourself, but someone worthy of the privilege. You witness now... The path toward salvation. You witness the rights. The one way to return to glory. Though in your case, I hardly think it possible. This guy sounds like Grimoire Weiss from Nier. I I mean, god damn, I love this game. This is Pyre. Yes, this, this is, is Pyre. This was one of my favorite games of the year it came out. And, and, and might be in one of my... It's definitely in my top 100 games of all time. Like, this game... I, I've gone on record. I don't like visual novels that mm-hmm. much, right? But but this is basically this sports game that... In between the, the, the games, there's a lot of, you know visual novel stuff of yeah. like reading characters but because yeah, it's and, super and giant and your character is the reader you, you are to... the reader yeah but yeah. because it's super giant it's written really well it's the people who did Hades right and and Hades Bastion Transistor Greg Kasavin living his best life as, after one games writing game I've never played this hmm. it's so good but yeah the, the premise is you are this thing that it's you're a reader and you've sort of landed in this this land you've been you're like an outcast in this, this land prison or, dimension or whatever the hell it's, it it's is. like a prison dimension and, and the whole goal is the to downside. try to 
to try to escape and get back into civilized society and you have this kind of team of misfits that forms around you mm-hmm. and they rely on you because you're the only one who can read these that you're a reader you can read the books that ties into these the ceremony called the rites yeah and that's the game and what the game is itself though is have you guys ever played ultimate frisbee oh yeah Hell yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing tie-dye on purpose when you ask that question? I, you know, I, I, I just realized that as I mentioned it. But yeah, the game where it's like you can't run when you have the Frisbee, right? Like yeah. it's a game where you run. Anyone without the ball can run. It follows a similar moveset, but then combine that with like basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And combine that with like there's character archetypes. So there's like heavies and then there's quick characters and then there's there's kind of more medium characters with different powers. And it's like... And then your the enemy teams have these powers, and yes. it's like your, your goal is to try to get this disc-like thing to basically slam dunk it in the opponent's, for lack of a better word, it's like the goal. It's it's a well, pyre. It's, it's a pyre. It's, it's fire, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's fire. And the, That's pyre, the, goal. the pyre has a hip has hit points, and you are yeah. every time you score a goal by slamming the celestial orb into the pyre, it drains some of the hit points. Yeah, and the idea is to get their hit points down to zero. But you can also like eliminate enemies from the other team yes. and it basically kind of puts them into a penalty box where they stay out of the game for a while so yeah. you can well, like hockey you you basically have an advantage yeah. at that if, point, if right? you score a goal like by running it straight into the pyre that character is banished until the next right. goal is scored uh right. you can also like all of your characters have force fields around them uh when a character is carrying the orb their force field disappears and if another character moves into them they can they can destroy and, and banish that character and then yeah. take the orb, and it's really cool. And uh, the matches sound like this: the first dousing, that is your imp character running around. Persons. I almost pity what transpired there. Their flame has died a little. I love what it does that it takes the the super giant penchant for uh, constant narration and yes. applies it to sports color commentary. Yes, he's your color commentary guy. Yeah, and uh, and I also love it's like I wouldn't be at all surprised if this came out of an idea. It's like what if sports announcers used like really florid old timey English, and when someone scored a goal, they said something like this. The Nightwings thus assert themselves. <laughs> does, I think that's why the NFL fired Dennis Miller. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cubs win. Cubs win. Hey. Hey. If, if you were one of the rights, which right would you be? I know which one I'd be. <laughs> I was just watching. The, you were a hot dog. dog. Would you eat yourself? I know I would. I know I would. I'd be <laughs> delicious. <laughs> oh, we're, we're down here at the Power Memorial Stadium. What do we got tonight, buddy? You reach the bridge of goal at the appointed time, and your triumvirate is ready. Your adversaries in the rites this eve shall be the accusers. Whosever pyre yet burns once the other is extinguished shall step closer to freedom. Now let the rites commence. Yeah, thanks for explaining the rules there, buddy. That's great. And stay tuned for two broke girls. Who will be following the presentation. I can just hear that guy on the Telecaster. Boom! And then he goes around the corner. Boom! Bat! 
<laughs> See, Chris, I am I am surprised you haven't played this because this incorporates elements of one of your favorite things in existence, the Warriors. Really? In that each team you play sort of has like a theme and mm, certain mm-hmm. enemy types and powers Ooh. and stuff where it's like That's you're slowly working your way through the lands trying to get to the rights, at which point... The game also features one of the most beautiful songs included in any video game ever, like the song they play uh, basically when you're about to do the final rites uh, ceremony or whatever. It's 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 a beautiful, beautiful game with like actually a lot of story there, all based around this weird sports game. And I get why that turned a lot of people off, but I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you you really missed out yeah. on a on a great game. As, if you as someone who avoided off. it because it's just like. I'm not that into in, into their games, and then uh, on top of that, it's a sports game. Like at, once I actually played, it, it's like, oh, actually, no, this is really fun. Yeah. Um, minor complaint in that normally, when you know in sports games, when you're only controlling one character, the AI is still moving your other characters. Your your non-controlled characters will just stay perfectly still. Yeah. So I think my my favorite strategy is just like you know, there's one of the starting characters is this big demoness. And she has like a huge force field and you just have her be the goalie and stay there. And then you pick like a fast character and run over, grab the the ball and and slam it in. Yeah. I mean, that all it all ties into the strategies. You basically try to uh, get them the disc and maneuver them where you want them on the play field before they pass off. And And I believe you can lose and the the storyline will branch because this was based around the idea of like we want to create a game about failure. And like, how do you how do you continue to face the people around you when you fail? And yeah. it's about a sport, so it's not as lethal as combat. Uh, yeah, you don't people don't die when you fail. I think this one might be their most overlooked game. It's like between this and Transistor, I mm. still actually think fewer people have probably played this, and and it it's a shame. And they sh- you should be ashamed of yourself if you haven't yes. played this game because it is it's quite good. Um, yeah, and man, just. It's not really sports. So if you're like, oh, it's a fucking sports game, it's like, not really. It's mm. it's a visual novel where you actually get to do shit in between yeah. reading. So please do that. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, yeah. Pyre, play the, play the rights. Anyway, go check that out. But, you know, if we're going to talk about our favorite fictitious sports, we got to bring it back around to cars eventually. If you can hear the engines revving through all the screaming, uh, what game is this? Fucking Rocket League. Yes. Yeah, this is Rocket League. One of the best games of uh, several years ago. It's such a great, simple concept that is endlessly replayable. Yep. Yep. And yeah, just get in your car and kick a giant soccer ball around and uh, you can jump and uh, do flips in midair. You think that... uh, I, 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 this, this was a PlayStation Plus game, like, on its release. So I played it, it the second it came out and played it for months. And, like, when I look at people play it now, there is advanced shit I had no idea was even possible. And I, I was playing Turbo, what was it? Turbo Golf Racing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I've kind of 
gotten the extent of what this game can do until we discover those aerial flips, all those things Rocket League players have kind of unlocked in this organic Street Fighter 2 kind of way over the course of several years. Uh, but I have no idea how intentional it was in the... How intentional the developers laid that groundwork, but like to make this that competitive and that fun, and that there are people... I know several people who only play this game. Wow. Like it's this is the only game they play. Yeah. Though I, I think I think a lot of that stuff was intentional because I think people forget this wasn't Psyonix's first game and it wasn't even the first game of this type. I didn't even did. know that until we did this episode that this is a technically a sequel. Yeah, well it's yeah, sort of like a spiritual successor or something where they just kept refining this formula until they arrived at one that worked. But to go back, we have to remember the Supersonic acrobatic rocket-powered battle cars. Yes, yes. We have to remember the history of this wow. game. So as Chris mentioned, like the reason this was such a, a success at launch was it was a PlayStation Plus game. It ended up being so successful, though, where they had to go back and be like, shit, we have so many players, we're not monetizing any of these people. They had yeah. to go back and add monetization mechanics to this game. Eventually, it, was, it was also, I think, the first PlayStation Plus game with crossplay. That I'd, I think that, you're, I think yeah. it's one of the first. I, I think it was so popular, like they they demanded it from Sony, right? They're like, no. I don't remember how it worked, but like I was like, why are all these people's names blanked out? And like someone's like, that's because they're PC players. Yeah. Um, Eventually, this this company got acquired by Epic, and now this right. is just like under the Epic umbrella, and it went free to play eventually too, right? Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people technically got it for quote unquote free as part of their subscription, but like it just keeps growing. Like once yeah. it went free to play and. This is one of those games, it's a bit like Fortnite. Like, I haven't jumped in in years. I don't think I would recognize that game because there have been so many car collaborations and mm -hmm. so many new modes and shit that they've added and then taken out. It's like, it, it is a, it became a live game but and I don't think it was ever intentionally launched to be that, you know? Rocket League? Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. No, no. I it, it, In terms of what it became, I don't think so. I, I think the devs were hoping for a mild success i don't think they were they were counting on I think it, 10 year plus success that's why i brought it up i think it was both the place it launching on playstation plus like this is getting good reviews and you playstation plus people can play it for free against all pc players who where it has also been very well reviewed in a time when crossplay wasn't a thing so there was never any problem matchmaking anyone and there was yeah. constantly games going on and, and, and something to learn i played this so much for like a month uh, it was it was one of my most played games, and then yeah. I always hit. The, I, I, I always get in the ground floor of shit like this, and then leave when I'm kind of out of stuff to do, and then come back and like, what the fuck did people figure out? What can you do if you like? That, that's what I'm saying. It's like a. T it's like it's like when you leave Destiny and come back. Yeah, and like this is a totally different game now, and it's only been six months. Like, what's happening? It's something yeah. I always love to see, and, and, and the the bigger credit I give it is I was looking at, you know, most biggest multiplayer games of 2015, the year this came out and the years before it. And it's like MMORPG, Dota, Call of Duty, shooter, shooter, shooter. And this this is the, the thing that... We were supposed to get this. The arcades had sports games you could play two-player competitively. And that kind of disappeared from the live environment of video games until Ro mm -hmm. I think Rocket League brought it back. And after that happened, we get Roller Champs 
several dodgeball games. All these free-to-play, non-shooter, very semi-traditional sports games come back as a result of Rocket League's popularity. Mm-hmm. And, and to where we are uh, now with uh, Turbo Golf Racing. <laughs> <laughs> It it, it it took Rocket League to like uh, yeah there's not everything has to be a shooter or a, a dense RPG we can ha- we should have NBA it doesn't really belong on the list but NBA Jam and NFL Blitz like that's kind of what Rocket League reminds me of uh, making a traditional sport faster and more interesting and a little bit it, it, it relies less on violence though like mm. those other games are like hey what if basketball but you can punch people it's true yeah. <laughs> it's true but things you couldn't normally do in the real sport and to make yeah. the game faster not two hours so rocket league was super easy to disappear into for four or five minutes of time if we have not said it it's just a, a cars with arena soccer yes that's an anecdote did you have you guys ever seen arena soccer uh yeah i mean i've seen arena football and soccer where that that's the key to success of this game is there's no out of bounds. Yeah, you just you can mm. drive up the walls to keep the you know playing the things the that ball. slow down soccer become more interesting in Rocket. We had an arena soccer team in my hometown, Tallahassee, Florida. The Tallahassee Scorpions sold out every night, and was done after a year because how damaging it was. Because <laughs> uh, uh, arena football players were padded up, but the soccer players were dressed like soccer players, so like umbros and shin guards. They were all too injured because of the. Yeah, the running, running into walls and the astro into even a padded wall is bad for mm-hmm. your health. Yes, they, they were. They, there was not enough players to continue the league, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's but, why it's one of the things that can only exist in games. There are so many games though that have that have taken this model of just that curved cage wall, which really, yes. if you think about it, you, you know, like the Cage of Doom, like the, where the motorcycles go in mm-hmm. in basically a big ball over and over again. Yeah. That's sort of like that. It's just curved steel. But if you think about it, so there was this game, even Switch Sports recently, the soccer game in that mm-hmm. is a giant ball with the curved walls where the ball goes off right. of it. That recent Ubisoft uh, roller skating game roller has Champions, the, yeah. Roller Champions has the same kind of curved wall. And it's just, you realize like it's so much more fun to be able to roll up the wall and use it as part of my moveset as opposed to, oh, your ball just went out of bounds. Sorry, mm-hmm. pause the game. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck that. It's boring. Everybody That's stand it. around and wait while the referee gets in. Okay. Yeah, and it's like it's like it windjammers. Like yeah. if you can bounce shit off a wall, that's way more fun yeah. than just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's that right. that stopped gameplay. And, and th- those were the kind of plays that people were still wrapping their head around when I was playing Rocket League a lot. And when I get back to it, I'm like, oh, I don't know what it's called. Wall play is like a yeah, huge part of the game now. It, yeah, like, yeah, bank banking and then driving up the walls and passing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't in the first like two months of the game because yeah. it yeah. people were still wrapping their heads around how to do this. Yep. Now that's the thing is is if I try to jump back into this game, I I know I'd get smoked because the people who have been playing it have mm-hmm. now been playing it for years. You know, I, I have years jumped back in on occasion, yeah. and a buddy of mine just got a PS5 and like, have you heard of this game Rocket League? I've been playing a bunch of it, and like. Let's go watch it. Holy shit. Like, I have not seen Rocket League in like a year. I'm glad you're... I was just happy he was into it. And he, he's not getting trounced. He, he's just learning. Uh, so, it, it, you might be right about the, the players who would smoke you, Matt, because I tried to play this today for the first time on PC. Uh, mm-hmm. I have been playing it on PS4 years ago. I was like, oh, I'll just start up a new account on PC. Why not? And... uh so I can't get into any of the ranked matches. You have to be at least level 10. It's like, all right, I guess I'll go into the casual matches. 
There are no players in casual. Wow. Right. <laughs> At least not when I tried to connect. But, fucking but. casuals, mm-hmm. man. Fucking yeah. casuals. Fucking casuals. I ain't no casual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, I love this game so yeah. much. And just like, I, I think um, the arcades sort of embrace the idea of like, you know, not every game has to be like this fantasy experience. You can have some kind of traditional score-based sport uh, as a multiplayer thing. And like video games in general forgot about that for at least 15 years until Rocket League. Here's the thing about this game, and I'm sure some listener will correct me because it probably does exist. You could recreate this game, not with full-size cars, but think of like the BattleBots arenas right yes. like in cars the size of battle bots with a regular size soccer ball yeah you yeah. could very easily recreate this game with something like that yeah getting hit like, by a uh, hammer and and, and it's it, like <laughs> obviously psionics made this game in 08 but there is a soccer game in excite bike 64 hmm. that you can play yeah. in excite bike right. and it was fun right. and it, it showed like yeah there's you know because if, if you don't want to call it soccer uh, my family calls it polo. Uh, it's sort of a polo game. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, yeah, we keep saying soccer or, or football to everywhere outside the states, but it's yeah. more like more it like kind polo of is more like you, polo. You're you're driving a thing. Yeah, yeah. Mario Have you ever Kart tried polo. polo, by the way? What? No. Have you ever tried it? Oh, so uh, I got a Marco I got Polo, a, maybe. Yeah. I got a fucking group on to try Polo once, what? and I went wow. and I went and took a Polo lesson, and it is as terrifying as you would think, right? Like My you got to get, you got to get really good on that horse to like mm-hmm. bend down and fucking whack that ball, and you have to have really good hand-eye coordination to hit that ball with any sort of force whatsoever. And like, those horses have to be fu- have nerves of fucking steel to not throw you when you try to do that. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing too. Yeah, I'm a pretty big guy, and so yeah. I I wasn't confident. Like, horses are like giant the cats; they spook very easily. Yeah. So Maddie Allen is here. They'll just let anyone in the polo place. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend from college who like lives in Miami and is part of a big polo scene, and he would always post pictures of himself playing polo. And I'm like, man, you're like, that's like straight out of Pretty Woman. Like, wasn't there a polo scene in Pretty Woman and shit? Like, I'm just like, bye. I, I'm not even trying to sound cool. I don't remember. Because I played isn't a ton that, of water polo. George Costanza like harasses her? Oh, God damn it. Movie. I'm the only one who remembers Pretty Woman. I movie, know, man. I know. I'm, so I, I'm more of a runaway bride man myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys, back to the game, you guys know I like to play a lot of sounds on this show. Yes. But uh, for, for Rocket League, there aren't a lot of sounds like, you know, <laughs> no. anything I play is going to sound a lot like this. Yay, the car jumps, the car hits the ball, scores a goal, that's it. Um, no, no, no. But, one of my favorite things about Rocket League, for real, uh-huh. is when you score. Yeah. Yes. You, it, yes. It, it, it explodes and sends you flying away. Yeah, that's, so, that's so like, the best part of the game. So the, like that's something that can only exist in games, because the way I said it in my head, it, when you score, everybody dies. Uh, like. <laughs> Everybody is exploded right. and thrown across the map. It, it does uh, there, like the T2 If you were even to recreate this this sport in a battle bot area and do that, the rest of the game is ruined. And that's it's one of the most satisfying things <laughs> to score a goal in Rocket League and get blown across the arena. Yes. It's awesome. It's true. It is fantastic. But to my point, in, in the interest Sorry. of introducing more sounds, Rocket League 
has a guest spot in another game. And mild spoilers for Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. This is one of the... It's, it plays a role in one of the wow, many wow. endings that you can unlock. I'm not going to say how, but it is possible for Stanley to end up in a very familiar stadium. And the narrator doesn't quite know what to do with this. Okay, so what exactly do we do here? Let's see. There are lots of cars here in the back, but obviously there's no racetrack. Okay, I'm seeing that there's a ball of some kind back here. Is this game sports ball? Stanley, I think it's sports ball. Oh, what fun. We shall run the bases and do a touchdown together? Yes, I think surely we must. Okay, Stanley, here's the ball. Have fun. And so you, you kick the ball around and he's like, oh, isn't this so much better than my painstakingly crafted narrative? And mm -hmm. then he gets really into it. Stanley, I'm like a child in a confectionery shop. I simply have to have more. I'm insatiable. More balls! And before you ask, yes, I did isolate. More balls! <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you had created a mashup of this guy and the announcer from Pyre. Mm. Oh, that would have been good. I didn't think that far ahead. Uh, <laughs> we need more British people on this show. We do. Better British representation. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. Uh, I think Rocket League is one of the best games. I, I, I should have tried to fight harder for it for one of the best games of the decade. I think it's great. Mm. And uh, and it's not something I actively engage in, but it's something I... Like Tree Fighter, I was there on early days. I am aware of its greatness. And people who get really good at it, I can see that. I can appreciate that. Um, yeah, Rocket League will... Never not be fun, and I hope it. I really hope it. Uh, I don't know how successful games that follow its uh, foot in its footsteps will be, but like we did see a lot of like you know non M rated multiplayer games pop up in the shadow of Rocket Rocket League. Your dodgeballs, your roller, mm -hmm. uh, your roller this and that's that was that was cool to see because that was something that was well represented in arcades, and I don't think really got. Uh, yeah, there should be all kinds of live games, not just shooters and uh, MOBAs and, you know, dense MMOs. Like, it, why can't we have bite-sized experiences uh, based on simple competitive scores? Neat. Neat. Yeah. It is neat. Um, but anyway, that does it for our top five. Hope you enjoyed our, our fictitious sports games. I mean, are there any others that you guys want to squeeze in here before we we move on? Or we had we had some. I feel others. like we had some some honorable mentions already. Um, with your Pokemans and so on. Wasn't yeah, there one Matt kept pushing. I can't remember. Matt did I, keep I, pushing Pokemon battles. I was saying Pokemon just because it's it's so huge. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I think we covered all the the big ones. I, oh, the other one I was pushing for was like. Just saying, hey, Monday Night Combat yeah. sort of is representative mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. of that entire sportsifying of basically just, you know, mm -hmm. it's the running man yeah. genre, yeah. basically. But yeah, I feel I feel like that could be its own thing, you know, get together your smash TVs and your manhunts and so on. But uh, yeah, true. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some new fictional sports games oh, like boy. Rollerdrome and Rumpleverse and Cult of the Lamb and a bunch of other stuff. So stay tuned. Sports! Let's get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? 
then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk we're talking about, about a good cartoon, a good yeah. experience, a movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never. It is. It is Roger Rabbit, and I. I don't say this with cynicism. It's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers, uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald, really. But like, dude, there's Schnookums in meat. In the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever, but there's like, they're just boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got. And the, so, yeah. Randy Marsh is in a. Randy Marsh is, Randy in Marsh a is fucking, chilling in a sauna. In a, in a sauna room. I was. I, I got. With uh, two of the three little pigs. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our second segment where we're just going to dive straight headlong into that segment that we know as... A couple games came out last week that we spent some time with. Uh, on the, the uh, fake sports uh, front is Rumbleverse from Epic, mm. a... New Battle Royale game that is basically like, what if Fortnite, but instead of guns and building, pro wrestling and brawling? Yeah, uh -huh. I brought it up last week. This is the one I was talking about that's from Iron Galaxy, and I'm yeah. always a fan of, of the games they work on. And, and yeah, it is, seems like if there's going to be one Battle Royale I play, it would be this one because of the pro wrestling theme. Yeah, so. especially now that Vince McMahon is gone. Mm -hmm. Like, Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, we can this, call this it pro wrestling again. This giant chicken can now stream on his own Twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we don't have to call it sports entertainment. It's really great. You can climb buildings, which is pretty cool, uh, and uh, you know, jump around on rooftops. And basically, it's it's about trying to smack the crap out of all, all the other players and and be the last one standing, as always. Which can be pretty tough because I found that like, oh yeah, most of the other players are much better about using items and special moves than I am. Uh, so back to yeah. square one. But it's not it's not like a wrestling game. You don't need to worry if you don't like the WWE two yeah, yeah, no, K games. I, I just say that because the characters are like big cartoony wrestlers. But it's really a brawler. It is, but there there is some physics involved in terms mm -hmm. of like you can do damage by bouncing off stuff. Yep. Right, like you can jump from like set off buildings and stuff, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can yeah do a, do a fucking body slam from uh, from atop a building. That's that's always nice or elbow drop, whatever the hell free to play so check yeah, it out again yeah. I, I, i'm not kidding i'm crediting rocket league for these types of games coming out because like really epic has only brought out shooters uh multiplayer shooters up until this point another uh fake sports game roller drome which uh has a really interesting look it kind of reminds me of like uh mobius's art style that uh just lo lots of uh Phallic imagery? No, just the the line art with the the flat shading. Um, hard hard to describe exactly, but no, uh, what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. uh, 
very 70s. Headlander was a game that had some of that. Uh, never mind. Yeah, kind of. Uh, but anyway, it's basically, it, it is a game on roller skates. And it plays a lot like Tony Hawk in that, like, so you, you, you're you skating along, you load the jumps by holding down the X button or the A button, whatever, and then you release to jump. And uh, all the arenas are filled with little ramps and things that you can do flip tricks off of. And the idea is that you are doing tricks to refill, to, to get ammo for your guns that you use to shoot uh, the quote-unquote house players that populate every arena. So they're each arena, like, the, the idea is, like, this is a prestige sport in the year 2030. You are an up-and-coming competitor, and uh, you go into these arenas with two pistols, and uh, a bunch of dudes will run at you with clubs. There will be snipers and people with rocket launchers and shields, and so you have to kill them as stylishly as possible, preferably while doing a jump in midair in, and triggering slow-motion bullet time to just fucking waste them all upside down in midair. Um, it's pretty cool. How the fuck does that work in multiplayer? It's not really multiplayer. Okay. I mean, it might be, but, but it has a story. It's like a, a whole game made out of a Lucio from Overwatch. Sure. Yeah. I didn't. I never played as Lucio. I'll take your yeah, word he's, for he's it. He's the he dude, dude who skates on walls and, and boops people, right? With like the air, the, the sonic gun or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Oh, right, right. Okay. So at least having like... <laughs> Tactical ammunition. I was just letting you know that I know who Lucio is, unlike Michael. This is true. Yes, Michael right. played Overwatch. I played a bit. Mm-hmm. and didn't play every character. Um, there was only one character to play as. Winston, the giant <laughs> monkey who pounds people <laughs> into the ground. I, I am glad you did explain what the tricks are for, because I hadn't hadn't heard that about this game. So that is how you get ammo. Yes. Is this first person or is it third it's person? It's third person. Yeah. Okay, so there's not the disorientation of, like, I'm doing a spin move while trying to shoot people. It's a little disorienting, I'll be honest, in in that, like, you know, trying to do these tricks while also keeping an eye out for enemies and, uh, you know, incoming projectiles can be a bit tricky. Uh, You know, you you will see, like, when snipers draw a bead on you, and if you, like, dodge, like, so you get, like, a, a red laser beam that focuses on you, and it's like, oh, shit, sniper... But if you hit the dodge button right when the beam turns white, then you get a perfect dodge, and that's that's worth extra style points, whatever. Um, and it like the the camera controls uh, are a little iffy because like you're also turning your character with the left stick, and then you also turn the camera with the right stick. So you know you, it's it's very easy without much effort to end up so that you're like skating into the camera and you know you're not really sure what's in front of you and so disorienting and it can be hard to like line up tricks and remember what all the buttons do in the first in the in the early hours like We're okay so old yeah. that's what it sounds like i know i know but it's just uh, almost like, uh, almost almost every multiplayer game is fighting against disorientation mm-hmm. which button do i use to to grind oh wait yeah. no that's the button i use to dodge <laughs> why Shit. isn't triangle it should be triangle. <laughs> it is triangle but okay it's not always easy to remember when you're you know jumping at a wall and also trying to shoot at a guy uh, and you can do wall slides. That's another thing. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah, Roller Room. It's pretty fun, and it has this, it's it's supported by a story. It's not like a pure multiplayer style. Just shoot 'em up, whatever. Um, speaking of story, I also played a bunch of Cult of the Lamb. Me too. Which is a fun little game. It's like 
Sort of like Animal Crossing meets Hades. There you go. Hmm. It's my biggest problem with the game. Hmm. But uh, I, I don't want to come off as a person who hates Animal Crossing, because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've played the last three for dozens of hours, and then I get frustrated. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Uh <laughs> You're relaxing. You're chilling yeah. out. There, there's no, 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 no. Because I like I engage with a game. What game functions there are in Animal Crossing? Like collect bugs, turn in this many every day. Yeah. And then there's like nothing else to do other than decorate shit. But that's the point. That was always the I point know. of Animal Crossing. I know. It's not supposed to be objective based as much as it's it's but meant to be a thing I, you do. I think I the know. Animal Crossing comparisons are really skin deep, though, because it's like it's just that you have. You're maintaining a settlement with cute animals. Other than that, it actually has more in common with something like Stardew Valley or like a Facebook farming game even mm. where y- okay. you, it is it is all about like you're, you're recruiting these followers who don't really have much of a personality except yeah. what you project onto them. No, uh, no, 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 no. You, you so, keep so them sheltered and fed. It's 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 a Hades-like, roguelike game. I haven't gotten to that point yet. With the Animal Crossing element, <laughs> but to unlock... Your physical prowess right. requires you yes. to run a good cult. Yes. Meaning you have to engage with this element of the game, which when I'm out when I'm out like slashing people with a new sword, oh shit, this is leveled up and it sends out ghosts to kill people and like Tyler is hungry. <laughs> like, oh, that that is an, I, like, I wish it would pause the, the cult simulation while you're in the field because it's just like Oh, this person died, and this person's death phobic, and I know right now all my followers are standing around vomiting and getting themselves sick. Yes. Because they always huddle around a corpse and get grossed out. I love the game, and I, I mm-hmm. think it's like it's strong game of the year contender, with the exception of my personal dislike for the Animal Crossing elements. Mm. Even though, like, because and I, I know they're, uh, what do you call that? They are anachronistic to the gameplay it wants to do because mm. you eventually unlock skills to like uh, rituals in this game because you're in yes. a cult mm-hmm. uh, to freeze the status of your cult mm. while you go off and play the fucking game. Oh, that's <laughs> how I should use that mushroom thing. The brainwashing. Yes. You can, you can, you, <laughs> like Because otherwise you could go like, man, I have, holy shit, I'm doing great. I killed the boss in the first first try holy shit and you get back and like everyone's starving there's poop everywhere and everyone's mm-hmm. dead and you have to build graves for people yeah. like you've got like three dissenters who are preaching openly preaching against you there are i love it i love it mm-hmm. but it's like it is almost two distinct separate games yeah it really is like having a, a ton of toddlers sometimes, though, because it's yes. like, okay, I have spent the past hour tending to your needs. You all have shelters. I've cooked you several meals. You have you have a toilet that you can use. I, get, I built a janitorial station right next to it so you can clean up after yourselves. Everything should be good. You guys should all be set. I'm going to go fight some monsters now. And then like five minutes later, everything's yes. getting messages. Everything's falling apart. That, that's uh, why I think it, it, for me, I pull it out of the game of the year contention thing. Hmm. Because the uh, roguelike stuff is fun. And the, yes. you know, the, 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 the cult management stuff is also sort of fun. But when you unlock the later stuff, it's like, 
oh, the developers realize it's annoying for me to have to take care of all these things, and you end up unlocking automatic abilities to make them clean up after yourself, make your own meals, farm shit once I plant it. And um, mm-hmm. like that's all later stage stuff of the game. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, this is really annoying for the first couple hours. Why is this late stage stuff of the game? Might I posit something so that you two fuckers will stop besmirching my beloved Animal Crossing and or Stardew Valley? You can't. You fucking compared Stardew Valley to a Facebook farming game. I'm going to come find you and hurt you. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Well, okay, okay. All right. Here's a better. Here's a better comparison. Graveyard okay. Keeper, but without the timers. Okay, but actually, what I'm hearing more of is a series I never could get into because of the constant reminders. The Sims. Yeah. What you're describing is more yeah. the Sims, like I, I where, where Sims. you have to take. You have to babysit the people yes. more. Animal Crossing, they fucking will do whatever the fuck they want, That's right? True, same yeah. same with Stardew Valley. And some of that stuff might exist where like they their feelings might be hurt that you're not talking to them, but it doesn't fucking let you know, right? You engage with that. Whereas The Sims is like like SimCity before it, it's going to let you know when things aren't going according to how the game thinks you should be running shit. And that annoys me, and I could mm-hmm. see how yeah, maybe put a snooze on that when you're like in a fucking dungeon, yeah, I'm you a, know, I'm at trying a boss. to I don't need a Ah, oh, your frog character doesn't feel good. I'm like, leave yeah. me alone. I'm at a boss. <laughs> let him, oh let him go right. rest in bed. And and that's why do they need me to tell them to yes. get bed rest when they're feeling sick? They're adults, presumably. I, I, I feel like there's like one, there's like one balance update away from this being one of the greatest games of the year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but it's it. There, there's still it's still fucking irritating. You're really yeah. irritating. And then like the by the way the music. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard music in my sleep or while I'm like in my car from from a game that gets that stuck in my head. I love the music in the game. Yeah, and I think it's, it's eerie but in a really fun way. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Hmm. And I I love the the actual roguelite segments that they're they're just sort of very simple top-down slashers. Uh mm-hmm. you'll get like, you know, Here's you enter a dungeon. Here's a random weapon and a random uh, curse, which is like a long range attack spell, whatever. Yeah. And you can cool swap down. those out as you you find better ones throughout the dungeon, and then you can unlock abilities like you know this is where the cult comes in, uh, where you know you you have sermons, and during sermons you'll collect this faith, and when the faith fills a meter, then you'll get to like oh you you unlock a thing where now. When you enter a dungeon, the level or the weapons will be a higher level, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, it's, but it, it's so much. <laughs> it's so yeah, much. Yeah. It feels that like that sounds like Graveyard Keeper, and that was yeah. one of one of the things I liked about Graveyard Keeper. But I to- fully recognize the fiddly bits are not for everybody. It mm-hmm. sounds like there's a lot of fiddly. But yeah, bits in this I, game. I, I'm in the minority. I think about my opinions on Animal Crossing, whereas I regret all the dozens of hours I've ever put into an Animal Crossing game, and I do it every time. Uh, I hate it. I don't want to dec- <laughs> I don't like decorating lands. I don't like taking care of people. Uh, that's not what I like to do in games, but I will do it in an Animal Crossing game for like, I think about 60 hours where I'm like, what am I doing? But again, I, I think you're, you, you're, that's misinterpreting Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is the opposite of what you're describing. Animal yeah. Crossing puts no pressure on you. The, the fruit on your trees doesn't wither and die if you don't harvest it. It just stays there versus other games like The mm. Sims or whatever. Is like they, they are management games, and management games can be sort of a pain in the ass. Right. For people. Uh, yeah. You know what? Matt, you got me there. You got in, me there. In, in my defense, Matt, uh, going back to the Facebook farming game question, I have never played a Facebook farming game 
In fact, the only Facebook game I've ever played was the Hunger Games tie-in, which disappointed me by never getting to the Hunger Games. Mm. <laughs> what, a ter- what a terrible prospect. What are you doing? <laughs> right. I- I'm paying taxes until my name yeah. gets called. I'm, I'm doing random shit in whatever district uh, Katniss is from. <laughs> doing quests for idiots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to romance Woody Harrelson's character over here. Please leave me Pretty alone. Much. I, I can't be bothered with these Hunger mm-hmm. Games. No, Hamish needs me to go out and collect five crow droppings or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I, I feel like there's there's one one. This game has crashed on me a lot, and uh, ah. two. Uh, I feel like it's one update away from being perfect, perfect. Because mm. like huh. every time I load it up again with an update. Things that make me mad don't make me mad anymore. But again, like I, I, you know, the developers knew what you were doing was irritating. It's like now you've unlocked the ability to automatically feed people and automatically clean up stuff and automatically people automatically mm-hmm. farm. Like why do mm-hmm. I have to assign this to these idiots individually? Yo, it's a community. Yeah. Do you want a boss? <laughs> like, <laughs> Fucking pull up a turnip for fuck's sake! Yeah. Why do I have to tell you this? Why is decent food so hard to find? I like I spent all this time growing pumpkins, and it doesn't make anything but like a one-star gruel. And I, I do I, I, I like I have a hard time with stuff like this because I don't like I, I still like like Pikmin. I can't allow my Pikmin to die. It always bothers me. Mm. I've always restarted mm-hmm. the level. It, it inhibited my Pikmin enjoyment, not allowing Pikmin to die. Uh, every once in a while, your your town ta- your cult members will be like, "Hey, I want to taste a meal that has poop in it." Poop <laughs> yeah. is lethal, and it will kill them. It won't. It won't kill them. There's a fifty percent chance it'll make them sick. Yes, but, but I remember that because it, there is one follower who is like, "Make this guy eat poop." Yeah, do it again. It was funny. You have to make people eat poop, and I'm sorry. My, yes, one time it killed the person. Oh, one time shit. I made a uh, poop. Meal and uh, the wrong person ate it and died. And <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the thing. You have to keep them away from. Like, okay, I made poop. I'm gonna go make this guy eat it. Oh no, someone else did. Is this a game designed by six year olds? Like, Sometimes. who is this fascinated with eating poop? It's, like, what? It's. Uh, it's I think it's, faith, that man. aspect is hilarious because they'll, they'll even like apologize. Like, don't tell anybody. But I've always wanted to eat shit. Mm-hmm. But go these ahead. are like the insults that like six year olds. Throw it, hurl at each other like you eat poop back and forth pooping forever. Uh, I also want to read a tweet from uh, our friend Mike Graham at Pseudobred on Twitter. Cult of the Lamb Hour One. OMG, look at my cute little followers. Cult of the Lamb Hour Ten. Employees found talking during work hours will be sacrificed. Employees making requests of the lamb will be sacrificed. HR training is at 3 p.m. Employees unable to attend will be sacrificed. Nice. I'm yeah, just shocked yeah. Grim tweeted about games. Oh my god. Yeah. It's nice. mm. so rare. But uh yeah. Um it is pretty great, but uh it's not the only thing that has come out in the last week. Well, actually it, I think it's the only other thing we can talk about. Uh Kirby's Dream Buffet is uh will be out on Switch by the time you read this. I know party game. Next it's to the Kirby about party it. game. Oh, okay. It was it was I think that the biggest surprise here is that they just announced this like a month or two ago, and then they did—they announced the date like a week ago, and now it's out. They're like, hey, by the way, this game is here already, so yeah. Yeah. please to enjoy your dream buffet. Please to enjoy a game that relies on 
a live atmosphere and being constantly updated and it's from Nintendo. I don't believe <laughs> it'll be fun. <laughs> they, they, they will forget this game exists in one month and announce DLC one year later. Big year for Kirby, though. Second Kirby game of the year. Huh? It's too many Kirby games. I, I also briefly played a new uh, boomer shooter, uh, an old-style st- old shooter. shooter called uh, Fashion Police Squad on Steam, in which you play a an officer of the fashion police who has to go around and uh, spruce up people's wardrobes by shooting them with a color blaster or a gun that looks like an old Singer sewing machine. What is there a button assigned to the honey? No. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, should bless be. your heart button. Bless uh-huh. your- well, first couple levels are just like, uh, oh, look at all these businessmen in gray suits. We need to spruce up their wardrobes, and uh, then you'll you'll get these scooter bras who are coming at you with really loud wardrobes and you have to like leech the color out of it and it's like yeah it's it's kind of silly fun you know it's big open levels and uh if you really disrespectful on on saul goodman's last week on earth Mm -hmm. Um, yeah (sighs) he's because he he dies by the way i didn't need to know that uh (laughs) i hope that's not an actual spoiler why i've never given an actual spoiler yeah good point good point uh, anyway, what else? Uh, oh, and, uh, little, little game, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Maden, is that Japanese? Uh, yes. Maden. Yes. Maden It's actually, I, I misspelled it here in the notes, it's Medea 23. Uh, it's the 23rd Medea game, like the movies <laughs> oh. have been happening for yeah. years, we never knew. It's the third them. Boo movie, they were just afraid mm-hmm. to use it. No, no, let's pay more respect to the late, great, you know what, just hit his music. Okay. I'm sorry, I had that stuck in my head. Here's the sound you actually asked for. If you hear the Madden rap, you know what that means. It is a time for our special, what is it, second annual uh, special segment? We've done this. We've done this. At least three. Okay, times. I think what? Well, no, one year we did a Patreon exclusive thing. This is going in the show. Mm. So yeah, uh, yeah. Who, whose voice is that? Announce yourself, sir. Hi, I'm on vacation. As you hear this, I am on vacation. My name is T.L. Foster. Nice. T.L. Foster was nice enough to offer his services to discuss Madden because there's no way I'm going to get Michael and Chris to talk about it for you know longer than 10 seconds so thank you TL for for offering to do this in our new releases segment so tell me what's going on with Madden this year uh so yeah this is Madden 23 um obviously this is the first Madden uh with John Madden posthumously and I think I want to say one presentation wise I think they do a really good job like it feels like a celebration of the Madden genre yeah uh, like the opening is really cool because it has like all the different versions of the John Madden game, like back from the old PC, like where it started the PC game, all the way to like more like current editions. Uh, I thought that was really cool. So I think it's like it's been really cool with that and like even just seeing like John Madden and Pat Summerall yeah. in that opening scroll, like it kind of was like, oh, that's goosebumps. Like I didn't think I needed that. I love when they show, yeah, the um. The, like the Genesis, just straight up like Madden talk, like the the Pixel Madden talking, just in yeah. the game's intro and stuff. And it's like, I mean, I think I'm trying to remember the timeline. 
I want to say he might have passed just before the game came out last year, and obviously there wasn't time to really do anything for him. Or it, it was like right around when the game came out, right? The game had been out because I think he passed. I want to say it was around October, November of okay. last year. So the game had so, been so out we knew this year would be passed. the first one, which, which is really like. And, and you, you know what they did is it's kind of like remember for Madden twenty five a few years ago where like yeah that, that was sort of an homage to the Madden genre again and they're sort of doing that again here like this is their chance to really pay tribute to the coach and hey added bonus he's on the cover so no Madden curse this year no Madden curse <laughs> like you could say that the curse was preempted right <laughs> yeah like uh, no Madden curse uh, but the actual game itself I do think that it. From what I've played now, granted, I've only played about a good uh, four or five hours into the uh, to the thing as we're recording. It just released. I would say, like, a lot of the game feels a little bit better than 20, uh, 22. Now, Madden 22 is very, like, famously not really great. A lot of the, a lot of, like, the passing motions didn't feel good. Yep. Um, the running definitely felt a drawback from the year previously. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, like, having, trying out teams, I just started playing with the Baltimore Ravens. I had a game on All-Pro where I was able to rush for over uh, 250 yards. So, nice. like, the running feels good again. Uh, that's why I love running the ball, and the running feels really good again. Yeah. Uh, the big thing this year is the change in the passing mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, the skill-based passing this year. They, they changed the passing meter once again. I Dude, I, I yeah. hate it if you're... If you only dip into Madden every few years, it might make sense. You're like, okay, yeah, new passing meter. But like, I play them every year, and it feels like every year we get a new passing meter. Um, so what's different about this one? I will say, okay, so this is the complete total control. And I, I will say, like, originally, I didn't care for it. Like, when I first started it out, because, like, when they're training you, they're doing, like, the... Um, almost like a slowdown mode so you have to do the button pressing like multiple times so i was like well this doesn't feel good because it felt like it felt like a a broken version of like the qb cone because like you would have to press something and then press it again i was like oh this doesn't make any sense but then when it went live like when you're actually in a game context where they can't slow down Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons for competitive reasons it felt a lot better and then as i played I was, you know, making a lot more mistakes. I like playing mobile quarterback, so I do a lot of scrambling back and forth. Yeah. And then throwing on the run. I've noticed that was harder this year. When, yeah. when I was playing the game, like throwing on the run, unless you're planning to do it because of the new animation systems. For me, at least, it was taking longer to get the ball off. Uh, it's going to take longer to get the ball off. Also, because of the accuracy, because I did stay, because you can't go back to the original way, but I did stay with the accuracy, um, with the accuracy, like, uh, settings. Because with the accuracy setting, accuracy settings, if you are running off, if you're running off, off the the like where you're gonna end up throwing cross body, you're gonna throw bad. Like you're gonna throw way worse than you would have right. previously. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and if you're like if you're running opposite direction of where your body where your body's normally like where you're normally throwing, so like if you're left handed, you, yeah, you you running, can't like, be Patrick Mahomes. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes, because you're going to get penalized yeah. for it, right? Like, you can't right. throw across the body, you can't throw across the field, it's going to hurt, hurt your accuracy. What's um, what's up with field sense? Because that's the big thing they were pushing this year, and, and from mm. what I can tell, it's just supposed to be improvements to the animation branches so that it's it everything feels more fluid, which 
I sort of noticed when I was playing. I maybe maybe I haven't been playing it enough to really get a good sense of it. But is that is that something you're noticing where it's just like you know every year they've been getting better about the animations are more realistic, but sometimes that makes everything take too long. Yeah. How did the field sense feel to you? Um, I would say this is probably the the most of like the last six or seven mats, right? That tackling and tackling um, animations and running the ball felt more organic and real. Like, yeah. very like if you're playing football, when you tackle somebody, the whole, they always teach you square up, ra- wrap up, fall down, right? Like that's how you tackle and. The thing with a lot of the games were, like, there are a lot of arm tackles and shoulder tackles, and it would just start an animation, right? Like, a thing that, like, logistically, if you looked at it, it made no sense why somebody would go down, and then they would just start the animation. However, like, with field sets, if you arm tackle somebody, you can just get through it. It it felt more, it felt more, like, reasonable for you to be able to juke and move out of stuff because the field, like, the field action would make you go. Or, if you got hit, and you got stood up, you could continue to fight for the for the yards if it's a one-on-one tackle. Nice. And I think that's a really cool thing because, again, the the great thing about football is it's a game of inches, not yards, right? Like, it is hitting somebody and trying to move forward or stopping somebody from moving that inch forward, right? And yeah. I think that's what's been really cool. I honestly think it's, it's, it's a much better improvement from last year's game. I do think it's very fun. Um, I haven't touched because I, I will never touch the the mutt stuff. Um, I love the mutt stuff. Uh, That's sort of what I play when I play those. Games. I, I I understand, but I um I am a franchise player. I'm part of a franchise league. Um, you are and... you're a VGA franchise player. We franchise yeah. tagged TL years ago. You guys don't know. <laughs> um, but um, the franchise I like. So it looks like they they kept a lot of stuff with franchise. However, they did a lot of cleanup on the hub, uh, the scouting. Which was like the big thing that they changed over from last year. A lot of good fixes so that you know where you're scouting for. And you also know if your scout has a strong scout sense in that area you have them in. Or if they have a weak scout sense in that area you, you have them in. So that's I think that's a really interesting thing mm-hmm. um, that they've introduced on there. Um, and yeah, years like changes to the offseason. I haven't tried that out yet. I, I've... I've actually been trying to run through the season, so I haven't tried that back out yet. Uh, maybe I'll talk about my off-season thoughts at a later date. Uh, but yeah, I I have been a very like, hey, sometimes you can just pass the Madden. I think that they are doing a lot to make this Madden game enjoyable and fun. So if you are inclined to try Madden, if you have Game Pass, get the trial. You get 10 hours for free. See if you like it. If you like it, give it a run. Yeah, agreed. Did you mess around at all with Face of the Franchise mode or just the base franchise mode? I just did the base franchise. I haven't messed around with Face of the Franchise yet. I usually try to give that a spin, but I, I haven't tried that yet. I wanted to get some more of the franchise. Uh, yeah, yeah, but anxious to see, you know, to play a bit more, um, like TL was saying, with, the, with the, the tackles and the hitting. Basically, it looks like they put a lot more stuff on the hit stick which is fun. Uh, like even if you're blocking, you can use hit stick more now. Uh, on defense, you can use it for different types of tackles against people. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's a good balance of like trying to be realistic and realizing people like things like the hit stick, the truck stick. I love the truck stick. Uh, so, so yeah, it's. Uh, it, it looks like it's a good one of those. Um, yeah. 
It's definitely yeah. you. You would have felt it in the first few hours. You said you played four or five hours. You would have felt it if it was not a good Madden iteration. So good. That's yeah. they they paid proper respect to Coach Madden and gave him a good version of his game. So yeah. I mean, look, if it was a bad Madden, you guys know me. I will come on here and say it's a bad Madden. This feels like a good Madden. So right. hopefully we get a good 2K NBA 2K then. I'll be extremely happy. Those are two franchises I fit too much money on for bad games. So uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Or, you know, bad Madden or as I call it a Benji Madden. If it's just a Benji Madden, then then that's no good. Even though he's from good Charlotte. (laughs) I'm about to say the the problem is like I want to be like, oh, just play a quick Madden. Uh, But I can't because I'm always putting myself in leagues. So I, I. I hear you. I, but this this is meant to be a pastime game that you play yeah. sort of in between other games. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah it's not a 20-hour JRPG that I'm playing. No, <laughs> no it's not. For 20, wait, what, what JRPGs have you found that are only 20 hours? Tell me about them now. I, uh, them. <laughs> I mean, Fantasy Star 4 was about 25 hours. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-oh, T.O. You hear the music. You know what that means. We gotta go. Uh, Thanks for joining us for the special Madden segment. Uh, no. Blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. That was seven years ago. <laughs> it's it's surprisingly no, a long time ago. It yeah. hits. It still hits every mm-hmm. time. And, and I love it that EA paid a company millions of dollars <laughs> to, to come up to, with that. Well, just to like, there's a part in there with Dave Franco and Kevin Hart. Like, you don't need to market this thing at all. <laughs> it's yeah. it's men. <laughs> like, what it's are you talking Madden. about? We know what to expect. So anyway, thank you, TL, for joining me for the special annual Madden segment where we get to talk about real sports ball for just a few minutes there. So, uh, yeah, overall, it's a pretty good Madden game this year. All right. Better than last year? Yes. Oh. I don't believe you. Uh, let's move along to... <laughs> it's the only time Michael's contested anything on, the, on this show. <laughs> no love for Madden Ball Z, really? Okay, let's move on. Wow. <laughs> Hey, um, there was a game back in 2012 that had the, so much potential to be a big game. Uh, it's a little franchise, a little character mm-hmm. you might have heard of that nobody liked yeah. called Iron Man. Uh, so Avalanche Studios, the team behind the Just Cause series, was apparently working on an open world Iron Man game for several years before Marvel and Disney pulled the plug on the project. Uh. That, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, it was an interview with MinMax uh, Avalanche Studios co-founder Christopher Sundberg said the game was in development for a couple of years. It was canceled. It would have been an open world game where you'd be able to take off and just fly anywhere. Um, you'd have the ability to punch enemies through walls with Iron Man's repulsor gloves and generally do the Iron Man type stuff that you're used to doing. Mm. Um, I, I don't know, like, I feel like Iron Man has been a great character in non-Iron Man games, let's say. Like, uh, I like him in, in Captain those... Captain America the Avengers? No! Marvel Ultimate Alliance type <laughs> games. I like him in, you know, things like Marvel vs. Capcom and all that. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer to hear this, like, because if you've played the Just Cause games, they're fun as hell. Yeah. And so, I would be they're curious superhero to see fantasies. The How could this not have worked well? 
Except Iron Man doesn't need uh, a grappling gun, is the thing, right? Yeah, but he can fly. Yeah. But, he, but yeah, like, he can already fly. That character can already jetpack in a thousand ways. Like, it'd be interesting to see that out of the game. I'll, I'll never understand what happened with Marvel games during... I don't think the Marvel movies are going to reach the height that they did pre-Endgame. And no, it's, it feels like a different different thing now. It's it's more yeah. and the 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 idea that like Disney and Marvel like yeah we just don't care about games like what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why why did this take so fucking long? And I, I know several people who work with Marvel games and blah blah blah. I just don't know what they're doing. I have to think it's a cost-benefit thing. It's just like we can make so much money with so much of a smaller investment, like making any other merchandise for these movies. Now, hang, what, hang why on, would we bother on, with on, video games? I'm not going to say where I worked, but Marvel mm-hmm. makes no investment in these games. Oh, <laughs> they take right, a licensing cost after development. Uh, like, like the idea of like rejecting games that in lieu of nothing – is insane. Right. Like I, 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 I don't understand it at all. I think that we're talking back in 2012, right? So games are in a much different place. I th- you know, the last the last Marvel game is like Iron Man two or like the Captain America game from from Sega. Uh, that's all you have until Avengers, Square Enix. Yeah, not counting the mobile games and such. Right, right. Not counting mobile. And games. then Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, year, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But Square yeah. Enix is like that. That's all you have until the Square Enix stuff. But that's the thing is Square Enix worked with Avalanche on Just Cause. So I'm wondering if this was meant to be published by Square Enix. But like, here's the thing, though, is I don't think back then the game maybe the studio wasn't what they are today. Like they maybe they had to grapple hooks so they could fly mm-hmm. one day where like now feels like a much better time now that we've had things like Marvel Spider-Man and it was excellent. Right. Like now would be the time like. Hey, yeah, give that studio Iron Man now. Uh, now I'd be curious to see what would they would speculate, do with it, you know? Because um, in the history of everything, video games based on movies and comics are merchandise. They are no different from beach towels or mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or gum. Why would we... We don't want to spoil our movies by giving information to these video game companies that may or may not make a good game out of it. I, 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 what I, if it, what if people spent you know play the forty hour video game before they watch the two hour movie? If you remember, like uh, those Spider Man games would release a week before the movie and spoil the movie. Mm. They would. Mm. That's how that yeah. under Activision. But I, I have to wonder how many people played like the Spider Man two game and then saw the movie and were like very. But how disappointed many people paying sixty dollars for a Spider Man game cared about the movie being spoiled? <laughs> But that's why I think it's the perfect time to do it now. Now that uh, spoiler alert for like you know I- Iron Man in the in the MCU, Iron Man is dead. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm MCU sorry about that. In the MCU, he's dead, and so like now would be the time actually for a game because you you don't have to worry right. about spoiling it or whatever. Now, like now is the perfect kind of in between time because you know they're going to reboot the, the, the character because that, that, it's that's fucking why comics, I, I right? cannot comics stop movie. yelling about it when Mar. I grew up as a Marvel fan. I was a diehard Marvel fan when it would like I thought I'd get beat up for it. Uh, back when nerds were unpopular, and when Marvel was at its most popular, it made no games other than mobile. I fucking hate that. Mm. Mm. When Marvel movies, were yeah, most when Marvel yeah, movies, yeah, well, yeah. no, the brand was the most popular. It's never been more popular. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, they were just making 
other games that you weren't focused on, like mobile, mobile games. Right? Like yes. that's they the were thing. making and Facebook they were happy and to make mobile that money. games, and and that's and I've seen so much deleted footage of like a things that were just cause people making an Iron Man game that'd be great. Holy shit! But you see, you see why Disney is in the business they are. Like, and while it frustrates me that they are just taking this more passive licensing approach to the properties, it's for them. It's all like. Yeah, we're going to give other people the risk, right? So Square had all the risk yes. on Guardians of the and they Galaxy. Lost, so Square had like. all the risk on the Avengers, and they lost a big time versus Disney collected their licensing right. fee. And sure, they didn't get as much money as if those games had hit because uh, they'd get a they percentage, They didn't put right? up any development costs. They had they took a right. licensing fee and they still got it I mean, probably a minimum guarantee, yeah. right? There was probably some like set, you know thing that Square had to pay them first to even get those rights, right? So the problem with that model though is it's it's low risk low potential reward but that just if you're disney and you're looking at the games industry you realize like it is a high risk high reward industry Probably. it's like yeah we're just going to remove ourselves but, from that but equation if you hit right? it, we're, like people will talk about this game for decades like several marvel fucking games yeah, <laughs> yeah if you hit it you're getting hundreds of millions of dollars on in return right versus just a, you know a few million or whatever their licensing fee is so yeah, I, I'm I'm bummed because now would be the time for an Iron Man game, and and of course that would should have been in development years by now if that was going to happen, and we we haven't heard any whisper of that. So, oh, there there is the Disney Infinity bump in there, by the way, where I think for like five years, like we don't need any Marvel games. We were making Disney Infinity, like, yeah. uh, but that was see that was when it was Disney published though. Like they got out of that true. business because they were losing their money yeah. on, on that because they were different the avalanche also working on that. one. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, hey, so talking about games that we haven't really heard much about until now, there's that asymmetrical multiplayer Ghostbusters game coming oh, out. Boy. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It's, it's a four versus one game, sort of like Friday the 13th, Predator Hunting Grounds, all that glorious stuff. Uh, there's a new one for Ghostbusters coming out just in time for Halloween. So October 18th this year, just announced. You can go pre-order that thing on all the consoles. I am curious about this um, because I, I love the Ghostbusters license. I love, Ghost, I, I love the sounds and the songs of Ghostbusters so much. Well, you love the voices because this one actually has Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd in it. Yes. I, Bill Murray. Bill Murray is as dead as Harold Brain is as far as getting his voice <laughs> yeah. in a oh, Ghostbusters man. game. Probably. But it, it does seem to continue like from the ending of Ghostbusters Afterlife, where as you know, vis a vis where those characters are and what they're Not doing. a terrible movie. We did a mm-hmm. Matt and I did no Michael and Matt and I did a bonus time about it on patreon.com slash laser it was mm. fine I enjoyed it uh, no no I did more than I, I thought too. I was gonna what gives me hope though is this isn't just like oh it's in the style of Friday the 13th or that predator game it's the studio this is Elphonic mm. oh, so wow. this, this is them taking their established formula and now applying the Ghostbusters license so that that's more exciting to me like oh yeah I know these guys can do that well they did a great job with Friday the 13th it's just, so. I, I go to that stupid Ghostbusters I say stupid, very well-run Ghostbusters news website. I forget what it is. Um, Ghostbusters makes a ripoff of everything that has ever existed. From, like, the Impossible Burger to Pokemon Go. Mm. There is a Pokemon Go version of Ghostbusters that we've never played. Um, Oh, yeah. You're right. So we'll we'll see. It is a very popular franchise. I would love to see it take hold of people the way Friday the 13th did. And if you have not seen our video of 
Dave and I encountering five-year-old children playing Friday the 13th in the middle <laughs> of the comes day. Jace, Jace. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some of the best streams. It's really great. Mm. My brother has a headache. <laughs> Thanks. You make sure, glad your mic was on for that. <laughs> Ruin the mood. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you're worried about horror games and the tension, then uh, that just completely. No, but it, it, with Echo from out, like my brother has a headache. Like that's the scariest thing you've ever heard. If you're walking in the woods alone, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Oh, man. Great streams. Uh, so let's see. Hey, Nintendo, little company. You guys heard of this company? You had it? You had a Nintendo? Uh, they had a guy working there called Reggie Fizami who says him. that fairly recently, I think as recently as 2019, um, or, or maybe it's just he retired in 2019, but he says recently Nintendo was working on a platform agnostic adaptive controller. Hmm. Not dissimilar to the one that Microsoft has, you know, mm. where it's basically a controller that that's accessible for mm-hmm. wide range of people. Um, but I think he was saying that the Nintendo version was was kind of using that Xbox controller as a jumping off point. So it's something Nintendo saw. Oh, they they did this, and now we're gonna try our own version. And he's basically saying, hey, this could still be under development there. I don't know because I retired, but uh, I yeah, it. it's uh, we don't know if this will ever see the light of day. This is so unusual to me because Nintendo just now made it so that PCs can work with Joy-Con controllers like they are they're notorious for being a proprietary hardware company like they don't share their shit Joy-Con with other controllers can work on PCs now I, I that's news to me <laughs> yes yeah I think that's a recent development it's a very it's a very recent someone was talking about playing Spider-Man that way do, do you remember like I, I just remember we were talking about like it was less than six months ago about a uh, Bluetooth headsets can work on your switch now mm-hmm. and like it wasn't a hardware update it was just like nintendo's just like eh. it was in there yeah, yeah. it was already yeah. in there but we, we had the bluetooth care. receiver <laughs> they just decided yes. not to use it yeah that's yes so interesting to me to see like okay what if they don't release this as a consumer product then what is this being developed for like that that's the kind of skunk work shit mm-hmm. i want to know the story of like yeah. okay why was nintendo working on that you know well, um, like, what does that get you? The, the the conversation I've been having with my arcade friends, there are a lot of arcade one-up stuff. I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, they bypass certification by not being on um, consoles, which is like a $100,000 fee. If you give everybody access to Joy-Cons on every platform, all the magic that can come from that, like like... So many different kind of games could come from that. Nintendo has clearly changed its mind in terms of what it'll allow in its eShop. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it'll allow almost anything. So, <laughs> every garbage mobile game? Yes, please. Yes, but like, you know, you know, Steam <laughs> has had that issue for years, but it, it, it has a curation feature. And and that could be interesting. It really could be. Like, uh, like you, anybody can submit their game to Nintendo Switch. With Switch controls, which could make new weird games. Cool. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I, 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 this is fascinating to me. I want to know more, but of course we'll never, we'll never get more revealed. Uh, you know what we are getting more of though? This is your time to shine, Chris. We're getting more NFL Blitz. Uh, Do not put me the NFL guy. I'm the arcade one up guy. 
An arcade went up. I finally announced their NFL Blitz machine, which is like NFL Blitz and then NFL Blitz 99 and 2000. And How much difference is there between those I, versions, I, by dude, the way? I like, spent too much time trying to figure that out uh, because the big news, blah, 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 is... Um, blah, 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 more balls. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. Um, so Madden is sixty dollars, right? Yeah, this is six hundred dollars. Seventy next year. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, six hundred dollars, and but it's a game that's hard to emulate. It's a polygonal uh, multiplayer game for arcades that runs on its own engine, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. And it's the weirdest example of video game censorship I think I've ever seen. Where It is yes. strange. Uh, I, I don't know where to start here. Uh I'm glad they were upfront with the idea that, like, the NFL demanded these changes. But, yeah, let's start in the beginning, because I went back and found, ever since the inception of the NFL Blitz series, that was, they they had pitched it as a much more violent game, and the NFL had always, always been fighting back. them, like, hmm. you, you need to tone this back, you know, we, and you could tell... It makes you wonder how long the NFL has known about all the CTE stuff and stuff, right? That they were pushing mm-hmm. back back then, basically saying, no, you can't be overly violent. That is bad for our image. But they did let them leave in at least the first iterations of NFL Blitz, a late hit feature where after a play, yeah. you could basically hit a dude, hurt them, uh, which is obviously against the rules in the it, NFL. It was, but of it course, was, in an arcade It was thing, like a, a, a fatality you, know. you could do four times before an interception. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, yeah that so that is being removed from these, and, and and frankly, that's I don't know how to feel about this. I I get where the NFL is coming from, right. right? Which is like, yeah, of course, yeah, you you want to discourage any of that type of behavior because you don't want young kids to see that emulate it. I don't know how many young kids are buying the six hundred dollar arcade reproduction. Cabinet, yeah, that's where I'm fine, but it's also like the whole point of these arcade one ups is to be. As close as possible to arcade accurate recreations of these games. So when you start taking features out of the arcade version, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why, why even do this at that point? You yeah, know? We, like if it is going to. We talked last week about how um, arcade went up is releasing a Marvel vs. Capcom two cabinet with when you can't buy or download Marvel vs. Capcom two, you can't buy or download NFL Blitz. Yeah, and now turns out in order to pay the licensing fees, all you need to do is charge five hundred dollars or more for each unit. And uh, uh, I, I don't get it, right? But it's video game censorship, but it's not like where I'm. I'm on a pedestal where like this is terrible. Like I, I don't know the game personally, so like I don't want. Hmm. But um, I've never seen anything this bizarre. Yeah. Where companies like, uh, because technologically, this was not possible five years ago, period. You could not do this. You could not remove yeah. a feature from a longstanding game. And I heard it's it's not just the late hit thing. There's also certain types of tackles. I looked at it. There's profanity in the game. We were, ta- we were joking about that, um, talking about uh, Death Row. 
where everything mm-hmm. had to be yeah. hardcore and profanity. NFL Blitz was the same, and, and I, I'm in a bunch of arcade one-up groups. Uh, they took the profanity out of the game, apparently. And I'm glad they were upfront about that, arcade one-up. Uh, but I, I couldn't find evidence of that, but like it was the 2000s where profanity made everything better. <laughs> Sure. But now that's taken out. Yeah. Two in like it is a strange thing to think about. There's so, yeah. I'm a old cartoon fan. So I'm used to like Bugs Bunny doing blackface being removed from a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um this I this is the first time I think gamers have had to deal with that. The company that owns this is not comfortable with the image this portrays. We're going to release this in an edited form. And, and like a lot of people are like, ah, instant no buy. And like, I, I I made fun of you with my voice there, but like, you know, I sort of get it too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're, especially if you're, you're going to spend that much right. money, you want yeah. the original right. version unadulterated. And because everything else is, is the same, right? It has the, the players. They got the player licenses from that era. Which is crazy. I guess crazy. the one trade off they have. That I think a lot of our arcade one-ups have is it does offer online right. multiplayer, which which didn't okay, exist. That, you could not play these games. Did not exist online. back then. Yeah, and and that is the appeal of these games is really the multiplayer. So that's great that that is a feature they have now. So even if you don't care about don't know, NFL it's... Blitz, it is like you're at a drinking party and someone's like, "Would you pay six hundred dollars for NFL Blitz if it was online?" But all of the late hits were taken out and like, oh man, that's. I've watched it all week. It's, oh, man, that's so hard. That's so hard to figure out. We've never been able to play this online, but the late hits are important to me. Fuck. Like, do I buy this game? It, 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 I haven't seen that before, and, like, I think we'll see that more as we move forward in gaming that is based on, you know, mostly winning women <laughs> and whatnot. I, maybe you can explain this to me, or we can get the Padukan guys to explain this to me, Chris. I've never understood how NFL Blitz could actually be a thing in arcades. Yeah. Arcades are based on the model of trying to churn right. through players as quickly as possible and eat your quarters, versus mm. this game, basically you were buying a set amount of minutes to play the game. Like, you, you basically put in your quarters, and you got to play an entire game. There, there was no fail condition that, that booted you out after a quarter or anything. Right? I, it was well, I, like, I, yeah. I think that's it was uh, the Midway guys. Uh, we didn't talk even talk about Arena during original sports games, but it was uh, the idea of get getting people uh, a satisfying sports experience in four fucking minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes. Right. And then getting them out. But even isn't four minutes... Isn't four minutes a long in arcade time, time yeah. for a churn yeah. on arcades? Like that that's like if I'm an arcade operator, it makes no sense that this was as successful as it was because you would think they'd be like, No, I don't want that machine. I want something that's gonna churn through quarters more often. You when know? you throw in the multiplayer angle from Street Fighter, people okay. would stand around and watch. And and so like uh th- that that was in effect. And I don't know dude, I don't know this fucking game. I don't know NFL Blitz at all. But what's hilarious, if you look up NFL Blitz late hits, there's an official video from Midway marketing the late hits of oh, yeah. the PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 version where you can kick some guy in the nuts, stomp his asshole into the fuck into China. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it was part of the game. It was a fatality, basically. Yep. Yeah, it's Midway, right? Like, And that's, that's the other thing is 
one of the reasons I think this can happen is Midway's gone. The people that would be there to fight for this, uh, mm-hmm. they're all you, gone. You don't yeah. want to know when they release these arcade cabinets, there are companies that release Midway tech because they can't put Midway uh, art on the cabs. Yeah. Huh. So they sell. There isn't just like a Midway holding company out there somewhere. Yeah, I don't know just... what I don't know what the deal is, but like for both the Terminator Two and uh, Mortal Kombat cab, you have to buy from a third party company a Midway logo mm. <laughs> to stick where it should be. Mm. I um, see. Well, yeah. you know, if you don't want to get your multiplayer fixed through through NFL Blitz, or maybe just buy Madden. Just saying, um, you can always play for free multiverses. And two new leaked characters. The first kind of expected. There's a Black Adam character tying in with The Rock's upcoming movie. The second, though, Stripe from Gremlins. Fucking Stripe from Gremlins. I love that, like, there are very few Gremlins that have a name, Stripe being the most infamous. Right. It's like, like, I feel like if I I see a Wonder Brothers-sanctioned movie of the origins of Stripe and how his father disappointed him and now he always <laughs> I will kill myself like yeah. I, I never want to see Stripe as anything other than an evil guy <laughs> to yeah but Stripe, Stripe was like the leader of the Gremlins he yeah, was we, the head bad guy we, you know? we've He's... seen his life story from beginning to end there is no yes. Stripe before Gremlins 1 <laughs> yes you just yes. have to assume that during the events of Gremlins 2, he snuck off to go fight in this multiverses tournament. Man. Anything was possible. Hulk Hogan was in that fucking movie. All right, yeah. anything's possible in Gremlins 2 lore. Gremlins 2 was like the proto Space Jam. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, the, sure. the, he yeah. was never called. No one calls him Stripe in the. No, I think they might. No, I don't think. I don't think he is named in one. It might be in two. They might call him Stripe. Yeah, they do call him Ewok though, which is weird. Huh. No, it's true. I'm, I'm making but, uh, that up. Jesus Christ. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> so e. I'm 40 years nobody... old, and I've watched that a bunch this year, and um, E.T. meets Yoda. Like, phone yeah. home. Like, uh, really yeah. calls out Yoda. Yeah. I, I was just referencing that nobody in Re- Return of the Jedi actually says the word Ewok. They don't? No. Oh. That's what I've heard. I've heard. Well, I've I've heard several people say that. I haven't gone back and watched it with that in Sick mind. Sick of Star Wars is only up to Empire right. Strikes Back. So, well, uh, better get on it then. Yeah, but but I, I've heard that several times. That like Ewok is never said in the movie. It's because of marketing and because of the action figures that you oh, know yes. that they're called yeah, Ewoks. Right, right, and that's where I think Stripe comes from. Because when I was a little kid, like I knew who Stripe was because he was on every shelf. Yeah, exactly. They had to give him a name because he was that popular. But I think the, the game news here is that like uh, people dug into the data, and it's like Gizmo and Stripe are coming, but they didn't oh, okay. see Black Adam coming. That was in an ad. Black Adam was was leaked to possibly in an ad. It was in an Xbox saw. Live ad. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> Dude, you are so Rick Sanchez this entire show. Like, you've burped Sorry, every buddy. other time you I, I told you guys after the last segment, like, I am really going to drink. I haven't had a drink in, like, a week. Uh, yeah, Morty. Um, so, last bit of news. This this is sort of just news for me. Um, Owlboy mm. is one of my favorite... It's hard to call it a recent game because it, it did come out a while ago, but that was the game that was under production for like 10 years. But it ended up being one of the most beautiful 2D pixel games of – it's. I don't even know what generation it would be of. Like it, it's yeah. just amazing. Of the past few years, let's just say that. The studio behind Owlboy has announced their next project. I'm very excited for this. They announced – 
It is a is a one to four player co op side scrolling adventure whose primary traversal mechanic is on trampolines. You are play Vikings, and the game is called Wait for it, Vikings on trampolines. What? <laughs> Love it. it. No notes. Looks, yeah, no no notes. Done. <laughs> Trampoline Sold, terror it deserved a sequel this whole time. My third. Oh Genesis shit! Game. You're right. You're <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, I I mean. Again, I'm looking at screenshots of this beautiful, beautiful pixel art. Um, I'm gonna. You gotta. Ch- if you played Owlboy, you you will know. Like, uh, yes, this is going to be a must mm-hmm. play. They do good stuff, so that's very exciting news yeah. for me. Please look forward to the game. Yes, indeed. That is D-Pad Studios, by the way. The, the name of the team behind that. So. Nice, appropriate. Yes. All indeed. right. Owlboy uh, was 2016. Wow. Damn. That's longer ago than I thought. That's it was. forever yeah. ago. That's almost as long ago as that Madden commercial. I know, because um, we streamed it. <laughs> oh my God, the <laughs> yeah. Time YouTube channel. I remember. But uh, yeah, there's no date that I can find for this thing or anything. They just announced their next project. So uh, if it's anything like Owlboy, we'll be playing that in 2026. So. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. So you might remember last week's question of the week was, what's the game that you've restarted the most Ooh. but never finished? On VidjoGamePocalypse.com, JinjoFluffer69 said Majora's Mask. Oh, wow, yes. Yeah, I've restarted that game at least five times and never made it past the Zora section. Same. Uh, The time travel and general depressing tone of the game are just so deeply upsetting to me. (laughs) I love that it exists and was created by Nintendo of all companies, but I cannot abide another three-day cycle. Yeah, I was going to say, do the restarts count within the game itself? Because, yeah, in addition to playing that on multiple platforms, I've restarted that game many times. Just imagine that. It is a Zelda game with fucking Groundhog Day Bill Murray in it. It should be a mod. When you see this, you're like, oh, someone cracked the code of of, uh, Zelda and made a mod that Mm -hmm. is called Majora's Mask. Yeah, it's like, I I remember watching Groundhog Day. I would really rather watch a Bill Murray movie where he's allowed to do whatever. Oh, no, he's stuck here forever um, on a time cycle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Kendall Hallman says, uh, many of my most formative game experiences were from a time where you had to restart the game every time you turned on the system. But even if that didn't count, there's one game that I've never beaten in spite of playing it on NES, SNES, emulation, not familiar with that platform, Wii, Switch, and a TI-84 calculator. That game is Super Mario 3. It was the first game I remember playing when I was five years old, and now it's been nearly 30 years of revisiting every year or two, never getting past the desert world. Second world. No other game even comes close. Dude, What? what's the fucking holdup? Wow. Kendall, yeah. get on. We had a Laser Time Versus series to see if we could get through every Mario world, and I won. I won. I beat oh, Brett. Nice. It was great. Oh, congrats. Mm-hmm. Chris screwed Brett. That's it. I'll be the guy. Uh, Colin Harris says, uh, the answer to me is Hotline Miami. Uh, that soundtrack mm-hmm. kept luring me back, but I am uh, crap at most of the one-hit hill, one-hit kill games, um, and I don't think I ever got more than halfway through the game before having to delete it. It's resignation. <laughs> In resignation, wow! It's one of the few games I have never finished. Uh, says Connor. 
But still, still goes back. I mean, I get it. That is a hard game, especially mm. in the in the higher levels. It's like I get not being able to finish it. I don't know why you would restart a frustratingly difficult game like that yeah. several times. It's not going to be any more easy once you get to the the part no. that's giving you trouble. Nope. But uh, I get it. I yeah. get there's some allure there, and that soundtrack is banging, mm-hmm. as the kids say. On Twitter, Redrock963 says, Both my husband and I have started up Mario Sunshine so many times, it's a meme in our house at this point. Anytime we get the urge to start a game, play it for a few hours, and not touch it again for a year, we call it Mario Sunshining. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nintendo would hate that. <laughs> Don't sunshine that Mario. But again, it's it's yes. never been more playable than in that 3D mm. All-Stars collection, which is... Not available, but also like very available. Yeah, it's you could say Red Rock has washed away all her progress many a time. Oh, <laughs> never say that to Red Rock. Yeah, no one would ever say that actually. Uh, but you know, full install would say, uh, "Ask me anything, anything about Planescape Torment." Providing it takes place within the first two hours. <laughs> it has to be the game I've started over with the intention of getting to the end the most amount of times. And each time I lie to myself that it isn't a bore fest. It is. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. He said that. Not me. That was, that was, yeah, that was his. Very well my, my emphasis there. But uh, yeah, yeah, he says it is. At JeffBTW says, Resident Evil 4. Look, I'm not trying to be an edgelord or ruffle feathers, and I know it's beloved by many, and I respect that, but there has never been a game I've wanted to like, but really don't more than this. I keep trying with each re-release, but I always find it ugly, bland, and boring. What? Upon each attempt, I struggle through the opening area, trying not to quit immediately when reminded how truly awful the controls are. Then, if God forbid I make it to Ashley, I find myself at risk of a controller puncturing my television because she is the absolute worst. This game enters Mickey Mousecapade's level annoying when she enters the picture. I've never been able to make it much farther than that, so maybe the remake will be my answer. The controls should be better, and apparently Ashley might actually not be completely useless. Um... Yeah, I mean, I love Resident Evil 4, but I I also get it. I mean, you know... Ashley yeah. is kind of annoying. Yeah. I remember having a game, that game, where you would just kind of tuck Ashley away somewhere safe, mm-hmm. go clear out any, anything you needed to, and then, and, yeah, that, and that, keep that's going. While we like, talk yeah. about it, the, these things are games, and they could be updated to be better, and, oh my god, Resident Evil 4 might, might in this respect, might get that. Uh, but I, hmm, sure. I love Resident Evil 4. If, if, if they do what they did on 2 and 3... Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we'll be in a good yeah. spot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, finally, we have a video response from Joe Italian last name, who says... Not be racist. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Joe Italian last name here. Uh, answering question of the week. What's the game I've started the most over and over again? Would have to be Final Fantasy twelve. Mostly because of Vaughn, the main character. Like, he is just... Tita stupid times 10 and I always forget they focus around him when this story doesn't even really revolve around him. It's more of a story of Balthier, Ash, and Vosh. But yet they keep him around after his usefulness to the plot is over. It's just really bizarre and I always forget about that after a couple years. Start it back up because like I haven't beaten 12. I'll get 12 a shot. They don't remember why. 
So I've probably started that game more over more than anything else. Hope everyone's well. Talk to you guys later. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy XII might have been the first uh, in a pattern that I had for a while of like getting a JRPG, starting it up, and then like quitting out when I got to the first save point and never touching it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that one especially, like I remember complaining about, like yeah, it it feels like MMO combat or something where I'm just like moving the character around and then they just start auto attacking, and yeah. uh. You know, I'm I'm just like hitting a button occasionally, telling them to attack, and like the person I was talking to was like, "Oh, you can set it up so that you don't even have to do that." And it's like, why would I want the game to play itself? It's more like a sim. It's like a management thing there. Like, yeah, here's your attack profile. I, my understanding is, and I own this and have yet to play it. That Zodiac Age remake they did of the game mm. is supposed to improve a lot of that stuff. Oh, so right. that one might be worth uh, exploring. Maybe. Uh, new question of the week. What's your favorite fictional sport from pop culture? It doesn't have to be a video game. It can be from a movie or a TV show. Ooh, ooh, I got one. Please. Steve Perry. Steve Perry. Oh. Steve Perry. <laughs> I should have been gone. Fucking basketball hmm. is not only a great movie that is worth going and finding if you can and watching. Um, it's a great fake sport that I have yep. played in real life because the great what? part about that movie is they sort of, they sort of explain most of the rules. And as long as you have a buddy and a basketball hoop on a in driveway, beer. you can play basketball pretty much anywhere. And yeah, all you do, get in each other's face, talk shit, try to make the other dude miss. And you go around the bases, uh, based on basically free throws that you're making from different distances. I, I, I can't help but plug, uh, that South Park 25th anniversary concert was really amazing yeah it, yes. like uh if you've been even tangentially caring about south park it's wonderful <laughs> to watch butter s- scream sing tommy the cat from primus with primus on stage is so cool <laughs> right uh yeah, yeah i'm yeah I, I love basketball i love that those dudes literally have hundreds of millions of dollars to their name Bill, now i'm like oh the basketball guy Bill, basketball billions billion no you think you think they're billionaires they paid them nine billion dollars wow yeah they, they like comedy central signed a weird contract like uh do you not did you not hear about the uh uh, uh yeah we'll keep the, the the tv stuff but you guys can control the internet rights and they didn't know what internet rights were because there wasn't streaming yet and so Trey Parker, Matt Stone control the streaming rights to South Park Damn. and Comedy yeah, Central. Sure they, it's why you can only see new episodes on HBO Max, but you see new movies on Paramount Plus. That if you've seen Streaming Wars, they're talking about <laughs> terrible companies making terrible agreements. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure when they made that agreement, like, oh, internet, like you mean like the real player, like postage stamp yes. size bullshit. They gave that exclusively to. So Comedy Central, when you when you watch South Park on the internet, Comedy Central gets no money. No money. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Right? Like, why are we anti-Comedy Central all of a sudden? <laughs> they, well, they, they sort of suck. Yeah, I mean, they're like, Viacom. Well, yeah, it is Viacom. So. What do you watch on Comedy Central now? But like uh, that, that 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 thing was amazing. What was the question? Oh my god, I had an answer. Fictitious best sports. fictional sport across all of pop culture doesn't need to just be from games. Say Blitzball. Mm. Just fucking admit oh, it oh, on oh, Mike. Uh, I was admit say it on Mike. Starship Blitzball. Troopers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which is 
really more of like uh, it, imagine football with flips with way more Aryan people. <laughs> and um, if you listen to thirty twenty ten this week, uh, it's Larry Bird's retirement. Oh my gosh. I don't know that we've ever talked about a white basketball player again. <laughs> I mean, two of the best players in the league today are white basketball players. But Larry Legend is amazing. Uh, the Joker and Luca. You've never heard of these guys? And I know that sounds like a movie, but yeah. those are two actual basketball players. I don't quite, know. Luca and the Joker. Good. They solve crimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, yeah, that that's a it's a good choice there, Chris. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Starship Troopers. I right. love Starship Troopers. So I'm gonna, probably going to go watch it right now because I said it and I'm mm-hmm. drunk and practically catatonic. I'm going to say Blurns Ball from Futurama, which yeah. uh, is. Wonderful in its incomprehensibleness. I want to see someone try to figure it out and turn that into a sports video game. Uh, I want to know what the giant tarantula is for. And uh, <laughs> it's yeah. it's weird because my, my image of Michael, uh, one of my your favorite shirts is a Calvin Ball shirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cal- mm. Calvin Ball is just a child making up rules as he goes along. Yes. And <laughs> there's no comprehensible way to do anything with that. But uh, I just like mentioning Calvin and Hobbes on a video mm. game podcast. It is, it yeah, is fun. Yeah. We will never get a Calvin and Hobbes thing in a video game. And if if we do, I will shoot myself yeah. on camera. Bill Watterson just got like a, a shot of heartburn, and he has no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> it's because <laughs> we brought up his work in conjunction with the video games. That's that's how much people made on uh, paper stuff back in the day. Mm. Bill Watterson mm-hmm. doesn't have to work. For 40 nope. years. Man. No. It's how the Dilbert guys can still do what he does yes. online. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yuck. I never thought Dilbert was that funny, by the way. Uh, I said it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've gone, gone from like in the early 90s. Like, I remember my dad was a manager at a company and he was like, he hated Dilbert. And he was like, that guy's a demagogue. And now he's like showing me <laughs> Dilbert strips. And I'm like, dad, that guy's a demagogue. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a fucking horrible person. Stop uh, reading Dilbert. Uh, anyway. So what is your favorite fictional sport? Again, doesn't have to be from a video game. Uh, it can be from movies, TV, books, comics, whatever. Uh, just let us know. Uh, go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer to the comments for episode 485. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we'll collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Guys, what do you got? Um, uh, 30 to 10 this week is hilarious. Uh, well, well, Brandon Lee. You know Brandon Lee? Mm. Uh, Bruce, Bruce's son? Mm-hmm. Bruce's, Bruce's boy? son. Uh, his Little first Brandon? big Hollywood starring break happens this week, and he has seven months to make it count. Mm. Uh, I, I know but it's not a bad about. movie. And so, uh, Big Fight in Little Tokyo, what was it called? Uh, it's Rapid Fire. Oh, yeah, okay. Rapid Fire. But, I guess uh, this, that came earlier. The sequels end up turning Lethal Weapon and, and, and Die Hard into a bidding war. Listen to that. And uh, uh, Premium Rush is the weirdest, dumbest movie of, I've ever been entertained by. Uh, Premium Rush is... So stupid. 
It sounds like a, a compilation album from Rush. Like, yeah, this is premium Rush. No, no, Modern no. Modern day it's, warrior, it's, mean, mean prize. It's, it's Bike Messengers meets Midnight Run. It's ah, okay, worst. yes. I but remember this. But it's the best. It's the best thing we talk about. So, uh, Not to be confused with Kevin Bacon picture Quicksilver about Bike Messengers. Oh, no, no. no. This is actually better than that. But, but, okay. but okay. last week, if you missed out, like the, the beginning of the Larry Sanders show, I love that like all of nice. our hosts are big fans of the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. Um, and you should watch that on HBO. Yeah. No, if that show didn't exist, you wouldn't have The Office. Yeah. You wouldn't have mm. so many other shows that came after it. Yeah. Laugh trackless, work, workplace comedy. Yeah. Larry Sanders. Yeah. Good. The writer's room on Larry Sanders is just fucking murderer's row. Oh, of, oh, oh. Of, like, and, um, writers. We've been doing uh, 1982 80s in-depth episodes, so we're going to talk about Star Trek this week. Oh, the movies, the TV show? Uh, With Star Trek 2, which saved Star Trek. You would not have Star Trek as a franchise without Star Trek 2. Yeah. 40 years ago. I just want to say the Brandon Lee movie I was thinking of was Showdown in Little Tokyo, which is also, he stars opposite Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, uh, buddy cop movie. And Dolph Lundgren is the guy who's better at martial arts than Brandon Lee and started earlier. Mm-hmm. No, no, and yes. Well, the the character is like, when did you start learning martial arts? He's like, when I was four. It's like, oh, you should have started earlier. And he's Brandon Lee's like, I was four. Yeah, no. I was in Bruce Lee's balls. Like I, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know who my dad is? Like yeah. that's one of the few times that mm-hmm. line works, right? Like, yeah, you fucking know who my dad well, is. It's like is. like people talk about nepotism, but like, um, yeah. Lee is not an uncommon name, yet they tried to promote Brandon Lee as, like, you know, he's Bruce Lee's son. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Buy a ticket, right? Uh, and before we could conclusively say whether uh, that experiment worked, it was over. <sighs> for Sad. tragic reasons. But we got The Crow, and The Crow fucking mm-hmm. rules, dude. It's true. Terrible movie. But, I, uh, need, I need to rewatch that because it, it feels like a fever dream that it got made at all. Like, really? This fucking goth superhero revenge movie got yeah. made watch, watch rapid fire which again the, the the sequel they wrote was bid upon by lethal weapon and die hard and die hard one die hard with a vengeance is rapid fire sequel what yeah hmm. simon says uh okay well, there you go. Uh, let's see. I will go ahead and plug TL again. Thank you for uh, joining me for the Madden segment. You can hear TL on his uh, show dedicated to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air live from the pool house, which he hosts with uh, Sonia Ballantyne. Uh, but yeah, they both rule their show rules and go check it out. All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oh, thank none you. whatsoever.